home in Kiso. More from Jane Killick. Officers will be speaking to passengers who may remember seeing her last Friday. Posters are being put up around the town and leaflets handed out. It's thought she got off the bus in St Peter Street and walked towards the High Street. Margaret's described as white, five foot tall, with dark grey hair and a slight build. She was wearing a long beige skirt under a long dark coat and was carrying a handbag. The MP for St Albans has criticised a High Court decision which means plans to build an incinerator at New Barnfield in Hatfield will have to be considered by the government again. The court has backed an appeal by waste company Veolia and Maine says it's outrageous that local planning decisions are being overturned in favour of developers. King Abdullah of Saudi Arabia has died at the age of 90, ending the reign of the world's oldest monarch. King Abdullah came to power in 2005 and introduced a series of tentative reforms, including greater rights for women. The House of Lords has been told that a Luton man with severe autism was victimised by two Bedfordshire police officers. Labour peer Baroness Udin made the comments about the case of Farouk Ali. The officers have been cleared in court but face a police investigation. The Justice Minister, Lord Fawkes, said it was inappropriate to comment further. I am extremely happy to condemn any racist or discriminatory behaviour by any police officer in any circumstances. Uh, the decision as to whether to take further action against these officers is a matter for the Independent Police Crime Commission and the Crown Prosecution Service. The Milton Keynes Dons manager, Carl Robinson, has been given a four-game touchline ban by the Football Association for using abusive language towards a Bradford player in September. The FA says the insults were made worse by reference to the player's nationality, something Robinson denies. He's also been fined £3,000 and has been ordered to undertake an education programme. The weather, a cold and frosty start, then a dry day with bright or sunny spells, a maximum temperature 4 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co uk slash three counties hi weirdos morning in the bbc three counties radio we made it to friday only just for some of us but we made it shaggy your last day with the team it is yeah. thank goodness for that catherine not my last day unfortunately shaggy what have you learnt this week uh, Unbelievable. Wow. Um, he's been working with us. Pros. Uh, I mean, we. Uh, you learned nothing this week. Um, You've learned that we like lots of coffee. I have learned that, yeah. I learned to make more coffee. And I've learned that you um, have an interesting sausage. I, yes, I do. Thank you. Can we post his sausage online? I don't know whether we can. I think he might have to go up after nine o'clock. <laughs> I, w- I want to post it. I've only just seen a picture of this so- the legendary uh, shaggy sausage. Yeah. Wowzers. Didn't you tweet that? Uh, yeah, a little while ago, yeah. Tweet, tweet it again. Tweet it again. Okay. Tweet your sausage again. Uh, on the show today, town on lockdown, women let their hair down, Justin gets the lowdown. Uh, See what I did? Yep, you did words. You did words. This is BBC Although, Radio. Rhyming down with down is really not a challenge. Well, you, you are status quo about that. Now, uh, at uh, 7.30 this morning, um, we will be inviting people to turn up yeah. and come in and have a go if they think they're hard enough. Yeah, so if you're washing your face at the moment, putting your pants on, well, mm. why not just 
out a little bit earlier. Continue put, else... Do continue putting your pants on, finish that procedure, and ideally some trousers <laughs> over top. Uh, and then one Hastings Street, Luton, Britain, the world, the universe... Uh, come down between half past seven, a little bit earlier if you want. You come and sit in the studio with me and Catherine. That's one of the things we're doing today. Also, it's um, um, it's Vinyl Friday, so let's yeah. have some of this, shall we? <laughs> Hang on, I'm playing the wrong side. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, wrong side. Oh, dear. Uh, there we go, it's this side, I think. This, this never happens on Six Music. No, 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 it's because they, they... And I think this is the right side, don't you? Let me just go into the middle bit. Yeah, this is it. Right. Here we go, here we go. Here we Dusty. Oh wait, four, five, nine, etc., etc., etc. Now the Bedfordshire town of Potton is closing its library, pubs, and shops today, as a funeral procession is expected to attract travellers from across the country. It's thought that up to a thousand people may want to pay their respects to 36-year-old Jess Smith, who was shot in Cambridgeshire on New Year's Day. Well, Cassian, you've got details. Um, the, the the town isn't particularly happy about this funeral, is it? No, we've got a really mixed reaction. Uh, Matt Lockwood went over to Potton yesterday and spoke to people in the town centre. Like you said, local businesses and amenities are having to change their opening hours. Some will close for part of the day, others are shutting for the entire day. This is partly out of uh, as a mark of respect for Jess, while others don't want to take any chances, as they say they've been given the impression there could be trouble. 
Some pubs are shutting on police advice, they say. But when we spoke to Bedfordshire Police yesterday, they said the advice they were giving was around numbers and disruption and not about trouble. Um, so some people have accepted this funeral's going ahead and the inconvenience is just for one day and they'll take it on the chin. Others who live in Potton have been more vocal. Uh, these people in Market Square of the town were not too happy about the impact the funeral's having. You've got a minority dictating to the majority and... Uh... All right, it's all very sad and everything else. And people got to pay their respects, but normal Joe public, I don't think it would happen like that. Shops are closing, you know. It's a bit like the minority dictating what they're going to what they're going to do, and you have to bend with it. I don't think it's right that a police should come to a standstill for that. But I think there's a reason for it. I must be worrying. That first guy sounded jealous that he should get a 1,000 people attending his funeral. Do you know what I mean? If, there, if there's going to be, whether it's travellers, whether it's whatever, if there's going to be a 1,000 people attending a funeral, as, as they suspect there might be, well, then the police have to take precautions, surely, don't they? Uh, who else did we speak to? Oh, we spoke to Anne. She's a florist from Pot, and she told our reporter that there's really... She doesn't see the need for the police to close so many roads. They were basically saying, obviously, the market square has to be closed and... I was like, well, why do you actually need to close it? You've actually never been here before when there's been a travelling funeral. And they were like, no, we haven't. And I said, look, what actually happens is the road here, obviously, it would be good if the the traffic could stop around the outside to allow them to come through because it's quite a large procession that comes through. So basically they were wanting to take all of their vehicles away from the actual market square. So basically it looked a bit like a ghost town. But I feel that that's got a cold feeling to it. It's only because of everything that's happened. I think they feel they have to come to make sure everything runs right in because there's a lot of people that are coming to it, basically. But you think the police may have gone over the top with yes, their advice? Very much so, I think they are. I think they've gone overboard with it. Anticipating some trouble, and yeah. sounds to me, from what you're saying, there won't be any trouble. I don't think there'll be any trouble at all. And I think because they're doing that, there's a lot of people that are going like into our local post office moaning because they can't obviously get their pensions, they can't get whatever it is they're doing, sending letters parcels in the post, they're unable to do that. What are the road closures then? OK, Bedfordshire Police say that this large procession will be making its way through the town between midday and four o'clock this afternoon. So leaflets have been sent out to residents asking them not to park their cars along the route, which uh, is expected along King Street, Market Square, Sun Street, Blackbird Street, Station Road and Sandy Road. Uh, and they're also warning, obviously, there'll be significant congestion around the Sandy Road Cemetery. Uh, and meanwhile, there's the police investigation into the death of Jess Smith, isn't there? Yes, and this could be a reason why so many people want to come along. He was a young man. It, his death was untimely. A man has been charged with the murder of the 36-year-old whose body was discovered inside a car in the village of Burwell in Cambridgeshire. Four other people who were arrested in Cornwall and Surrey have been bailed until the 24th of February. Go back to that fellow that Matt spoke to. said it was the minority and we have to... The, the, bend, you know, the majority has to bend for the minority. Well, it's common sense. If there are going to be, as, as predicted, a thousand people there, then the police have to take precautions, don't they? That, that seems obvious. And that we should be, that we should have a thousand people attending our funerals, that we should have uh, touched so many people. Oh, well, 08459 four double five five double five. It's coming. Here it is. Alongside the lake, a tender-hearted woman saw a poor half-frozen snake. His pretty-colored skin had been all 
house dinner with a dude Oh well she cried I'll take you in and I'll take care of you Take me in oh tender woman Take me in for heaven's sake of silk and then laid him by the fireside with some honey and some milk now she hurried home from her work that night as soon as she arrived now she found that pretty snake she'd taken in had been revived take me in oh tender woman take me in for heaven's sake songs about no it couldn't be could it oh dear travel news for beds hearts and bugs bbc three counties radio Having a look at the speed sensors on the M1 and the A1M, that's all moving well so far this morning. Having a look at some roadworks though on the A40 in High Wycombe, there's a lane closed for roadworks at Temple Street in both directions, so that could cause some queues later on. It's been very cold and frosty overnight, so there's some ice on the roads this morning. And on the trains, there are half-hour delays on northbound Virgin trains because of some problems with the overhead lines. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 6.15, it's Friday the 23rd of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Potton in Bedfordshire say they are angry at the way the police are handling a traveller funeral in the town today. Police are this morning retracing the last known steps of a woman from Bedfordshire who's been missing for a week. And the MP for St Albans has criticised a High Court decision to reconsider plans to build an incinerator at New Barnfield in Hatfield. BBC Three Counties Radio.
every weekday morning. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. Local opinions. We think it's absolutely shocking that this young man should continue to have to be punished. He hasn't even shown any remorse or said sorry. Well, firstly, I have to disagree. The JVS Show. Well, we're not living in very optimistic times. But it does seem very clear, doesn't it? They're human beings. Some are good people, some are bad. The JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Here's my story, it's sad but true It's about a girl that I once knew She took my love, then ran around With every single guy in town Three counties ready. That record cost me a quid. Cost me a quid from Andy's in Luton. A quid. There's nothing wrong with that. It's scratched to flip, but it plays like a flipping dream. One pound, the best of Dion. Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's perhaps the best pound I've ever spent in my life. He gave me a record. It's, it's in there. A surprising record. I was, I'd never heard it before. No. I trusted his judgement. I'm glad I did. Uh, Andy's in... Well, it's not called Andy. It's called Vinyl Revolution. Or yeah. so I don't know whatever it's called. But uh, it's a record shop in Luton. Man alive. We can't sing its praises enough. Um, and he makes you a cup of coffee as well if you go in and he mentions... Yeah, it's uh, like sitting man. in his front room and it's he'll nice, play things. Um, hey, here's the thing. So Prince Andrew has come out and denied that um, he's uh, a sexual dodgepot. Okay? And I was listening to this on the radio last night. And I thought, there's something very odd about this, this statement that he's making. 
And I was listening, and I thought, what is odd about this statement? Is it Davos? I don't know what Davos is. Saying he's not a sexual daughter. I've never heard Prince Andrew speak before. I've never heard him speak. And I I, I was thinking about thinking, well, I must have heard him speak. I've never heard Prince Andrew say a word in his life. I haven't heard him speak. I haven't heard him speak yet. Have you still not heard it? No, I can see him doing it on the telly now. Sounds like his dad. Well, what always surprises me about the royals is they're not as posh as I thought they'd be. I don't know whether they've no. moderated it, but no. they're not as posh as maybe they used he to be sounds in the like, days. He sounds like his dad, and by that I mean a really, really old man. Does he? Yeah. Can we, can we get the clip? It was yeah, on the, oh, let's, let's get the clip of Prince uh, Andrew. Here's the, here's the question today, dear listener. Who have you never heard speak? I know it's, it's kind of a, a strange one. You'll have to get your head around it a little bit. 08459 555 555. Dennis Thatcher. Oh, I've heard Dennis speak. Or have I heard um, um, Mike Yarwood doing Dennis Thatcher? Just... I've got one for you straight away. Go on, fella. Roman Abramovich, the owner of Chelsea. He never, ever does interviews. Never heard Roman Abramovich (laughs) speak. Ah, yes. I've never heard it. Mm. There must be... Oh, wait, this is a tough one. I'm not expecting many. Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. Who have you never heard speak? And we'll get the clip of Prince Andrew later on. It's, I mean, it's... uh, Put the words to one side. Um, His voice, he sounds like... An old man. <laughs> Classic. I just want to say, I never had it away so good. Or something. I don't know what the exact <laughs> that words. woman, probably. I'm, I'm, not I'm, like that. I'm paraphrasing <clears throat> slightly. <clears throat> so, he, so he sounds like Winston Churchill? He, uh, yes, in my opinion, he does sound exactly like Winnie. <laughs> hey, just, right? Yeah. So, a weird tweet yesterday mm. Is this the last t- taboo in sports, right? Did you see this, Catherine? I know what you're talking about. Yes. It's about women having periods in sport, basically. Well, that's not the last of it. I don't think that's... It's it's all very trendy at the moment to talk about women having periods in sports because I think an Australian or a a woman, a tennis player... She blamed her poor performance on it. Yeah, she blamed her poor performance on, um, on her cycle. Uh, so that I don't think that's. that's I think it's a, still a taboo generally, isn't it? No, periods, periods, periods. <laughs> ben, you don't want to refer to it as Aunt Flo. No, oh God, flipping it. Ben, say periods. Periods. Oh, eee, taboo in your house, isn't it? Just go on, say it. No, I'm not saying it. Sorry, <sighs> I I just call it P. What? Oh. I can't say it. Sorry, guys. Oh you, come on, why? Have you, you never? Hmm. For your uh, young lady friend, you mm-hmm. never popped down to the late night garage and bought some uh, tampons. Yeah, but I've not said that word whilst buying them. Well, what do, what do, do, do you kind of you know put sunglasses on and stuff so no, people no, don't no. recognise you? Oh, guys, Justin Dilly off the radio. He's buying tampons. <laughs> I'm not that fussed about it. My my other half is, so it's really funny to go into the the, the kind of the aisle and just start shouting really loud inappropriate things like you know heavy flow. Is it he- heavy? Oh, oh gosh. Wow, okay. that, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Why are people? I don't understand what's so so funny. What's so weird about it? It's I, a it's a natural bodily uh, function. Yeah, it's just it maybe disgusting words. and perverse. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. One of my grandmothers was brought up by her dad. Aye. Never told her. Oh. When it happened to her, she ran next door thinking she was dying. Aye. Cha 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 cha. Just by the end of the show, I want you to say the p word. <sighs> my favourite um, in my house, my young, uh, my eldest sister, when she was six. Uh, this is a story of legend in my house. Um, said to my dad, "Dad, dad, what a periods." My dad panicked, as any man in the 70s would do, and my mum, who was listening upstairs, shouted down the stairs, she means sunny periods in the weather forecast. (laughs) (laughs) 
Justin. <laughs> yes. Uh, we're, we're talking. I'm kind of uh, trying to link into this story that we're actually. Well, I can't, so I'm just going to change rails now. Mm. The fact that fewer women than men exercise regularly has been put down to all sorts of things in the past. It says here: lack of childcare, fear of lycra, and dislike of these blo- those blokes that grunt at themselves in gym mirrors. And I'm sorry if I'm putting you off, ladies. <laughs> well, at least one of those has been taken out of the equation for the women of Hemel. Justin, what's happening yeah. in your hometown? Well, the reason it's trendy at the moment, there's this new initiative to, to get women involved in sport. It's called This Girl Can. Very, very good video. Very um, inspiring for lots of ladies out there. But in my town in Hemel, they have a ladies-only gym. Oh, yeah. It's in Bennett's End. It's called Healthy U Gym. It's just open. Now, before I play this package, can I make this clear right now? Being a man, I was not allowed inside the gym. I was allowed inside reception, yep. but I was not Good. allowed inside the gym. So I went along to find out what these ladies' gyms, and lots of them the, that are popping up, I went along to find out what they're all about. Take a listen. Well, it's just gone 7.45 in the evening. I've just arrived outside the gym. It's uh, a very small gym, very private as well. All of the windows are covered. Let's now go inside for a ladies' perspective special. The Ladies' Perspective with Ian Lee across Beds, Hearts and Bucks. The Ladies, the Ladies. Hello, I'm Jodie Reese, and I am the class fitness instructor and personal trainer at Healthy U Gym. Why do we need gyms like this, ladies-only gyms? Some, men can be a bit lurchy, a bit lecherous. Yes, I go along with that. Yeah, not everyone is as confident as some people. Like I said, I... It doesn't bother me, never has done. But some people do find it intimidating. Some ladies do. I mean, what would you say to anybody who says, 2015, ladies the gym, it's a bit sexist? I don't think it's sexist. I think it's hitting a market that needed to be hit, if I'm honest. There are ladies out there that do not go to the gym. They may be overweight, they may be uncomfortable. Women are insecure. A lot of women are insecure. We're taking the intimidation out by having it as just ladies. Just lastly, you've seen the This Girl Can video, which is hopefully inspiring women. You looked at it and you thought, wow, you absolutely love that video, didn't you? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Women haven't got the confidence they should have to go and do stuff. I'm saying it to these ladies all the time. Do what you can, even if it's not what the person's doing there. Do what you can and what you enjoy. As long as you're moving... Just do it. You've got the confidence, haven't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you. So that's the view from the management, but why would somebody want to join a gym like this? Because I feel more comfortable, it's more fun, I don't have to worry about doing my makeup. I just come in here, do what I've got to do, and I can actually work hard. So what's it like being a girl, then, in, let's just say, a normal gym? I'm a bloke, I've not experienced what it can be like for girls in there. What can it be like? It can be very uncomfortable when you've got men behind you, because, you, I don't know, personally, myself, I feel insecure, like they're always looking or something, so... Have they ever said anything to you about no, your physique? You can or? hear comments behind, and you can hear clearly when some people are talking. That's why you get shy and paranoid, you don't mm. actually work out properly. You'll kind of walk off and go to the back or something. I'm sorry if I'm making you feel uncomfortable by being here in the first place, but, but I'm going to make you feel really uncomfortable with this question. You say that you could hear what they were saying. What, what were they saying? Oh, she's so skinny, but she's got a belly and little things like that. It's horrible. It's not nice, no. Now, a completely different angle, Nazran. Yeah. You're here for religious reasons. Tell us That's more about right. that. Yeah, I'm a Muslim, so I would have to cover in public... 
So going to a mixed gym just would not be viable in my religion, in one, for one thing, because it's a mixed mm-hmm. environment. And then I can't uncover, I can't take my headscarf off, and I have to wear modest clothing too. So I wouldn't feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. In a ladies' gym, I can wear what I want. I don't have to wear the headscarf, and I feel more comfortable in, with other ladies in the gym. Thank you very much indeed for your time. Really appreciate it. And best of luck with your, your next workout. And I promise you... video. I found yeah. that very motivating, very inspiring. Excellent. So some would say they're sexist, but from what I've heard this evening, ladies' gyms, they're here to stay and expect to see a lot more of them in the near future. There are quite a few scattered around. They also mm. have in um, the, some of the gyms... That are, well, some of the gyms. In the gym that I go to and gym I've been to in the past, they have a little section, little closed-off section yeah. for ladies. And do you know what, boss? I've got to be honest. Yesterday I was thinking... Why? But now I've actually been to one of these ladies' gyms and, and heard what they've got to say, I totally get it. Because some guys, when you go down the gym, they can be quite, let's say, aggressive. And a lot of women just want to go to the gym, want to work out, and they don't want none of that. So I totally understand. <laughs> they don't want none of that. <laughs> I totally get it. I totally understand why we've got these gyms. Daily, excellent stuff. Thank you very much. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's been an accident at Junction 11 for Dunstable, and it's at the end of the slip road as you join the M1 towards Luton. We've had a call saying that there's also a queue on Dunstable Road going onto the slip road for the southbound M1 as well. The A1M's looking clear on the speed sensors at the moment, and in Roxton on the A1 Great North Road around the Black Hat Roundabout, there are other roadworks, so expect delays there. It's also been very cold and frosty overnight, so expect ice on the roads this morning. And on the trains, there are half-hour delays on northbound Virgin trains because of overhead line problems. Samantha Braff, BBC. Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. People in Potton in Bedfordshire have criticised the way the police are handling a traveller funeral in the town today. It's thought up to a 1,000 people could attend the funeral of 36-year-old Jess Smith, who was shot in Cambridgeshire over New Year. Police are this morning recreating the last known journey of a woman from Bedfordshire who's been missing for a week. 67-year-old Margaret Hickling was last seen last Friday morning on a bus to Bedford from her home in Kiso. And the MP for St Albans, Anne Main, has criticised a High Court decision, which means plans to build an incinerator at New Barnfield in Hatfield will have to be considered by the government again. The court has backed an appeal by waste company Veolia. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy Murray's on the verge of a place in the last 16 at the Australian Open Tennis. Murray leads Portugal's Yao Souza by two sets to love. England's cricketers are playing Australia in their latest tri-series match in Hobart. A short while ago, England were 271 for four from 44 overs, with Ian Bell out for 141, making him the highest run scorer in English one-day international history. In tomorrow's football, Watford hosts bottom club Blackpool in the Championship. The Hornets have injury problems, so manager Slavisa Jokanovic says they must strengthen in the transfer window. It's our obligation. It's uh, bring somebody. We are now in trouble. Many players out for different reasons. One of the most important uh, months in in Championship is January. And uh, I expect we're going to make some positive steps for us. 
Milton Keynes Dons manager Carl Robinson starts a four-game touchline ban as they host Barnsley in League One. The Dons have signed 19-year-old Manchester City forward Devante Cole on loan. He's the son of former Manchester United and Newcastle striker Andy Cole. In League Two, leaders Wickham go to Mansfield. Luton are away to former manager Paul Buckles Cheltenham. Alex Lawless and Luke Guttridge could feature for the Hatters after injury layoffs. And Steve Nidger at Shrewsbury. Borough's David McAllister could line up against his former club after completing a permanent move. His manager Graham Westley. He did well when he was here on loan, uh, Macca, and uh, it was always my intention to, to keep him here. And it's good that we've finally been able to get something done. It's nice to have him back as, as part of the team, part of the squad. We've obviously got you know his knowledge of their camp, but I'm sure they'll be alert to that. And uh, you know that won't necessarily be that much of a factor, albeit he does know the individual players' strengths and weaknesses. And the FA Cup fourth round gets underway tonight with League Two side Cambridge at home to Manchester United. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andrew comes out. Hang on a second. Prince Andrew came out yesterday. Careful. Hang on. Just wanted that. And said he hadn't had it away with that girl who accused, who said that she'd been a sex slave and all of that stuff. Yeah. Right? Now, let's put that to one side. 
as I was listening to him speak, I thought, this is, there's something weird about this, and it turned out I'd never heard Prince Andrew speak. Now, have you heard this clip? I have now. You've yeah. heard it. Should we, let's, should, let's have a little listen. This, this is Prince Andrew talking. I just wish to uh, reiterate and to reaffirm the statements which have already been made on my behalf by Buckingham Palace. My focus is on my work. I did not imagine he would sound like that. He sounds like Nick Clegg. Uh, um, I'm going to be accused of being obsessed with Nick Clegg again. Now, I think he, he sounds, he sounds to me, he, okay, Nick Clegg is your starting point. He sounds 20 years older than yeah. Nick Clegg, 20 stone heavier than Nick Clegg. He sounds like, he sounds very jowly. He sounds like he's got a fat throat. Um, and he just sounds like uh, the kind of guy that would get up at a really boring conference for business people and deny having sex with a woman. Oh, that's what he was doing. That's what. But he sounds like the kind of boring speaker you get at these boring events. He, he would be. He sounds like he would be um, the, the speaker that would be on um, at one o'clock. So just after lunch, everyone's feeling a little bit drowsy. Not everyone's got back into the hall yet because some of them are still having a, a coffee. I kind of like it. I think it's public schoolish. I kind of like that. Doesn't sound any. Who have you not heard speak, dear listener? Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's kind of a weird one. Queen Mum. No. I always imagine Beryl Reid. No, we've heard the Queen Mum speak, haven't we? Well, Not what? for a long time, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. God bless us all. Uh, no, we've heard her speak. Um, who, who, who? Oh, um, oh well, I'll put it out to you. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. It's hard to think of them because they were so quiet. What's Justin carry? Is Justin? Oh, is he, better be, has he, he brought better that Mackie brought, D's breakfast? He brought what I think he's the Mackie D's breakfast he owes us. Where's he gone? Mackie he's gone D's. Straight by. He, he's bypassed us. Come in, Just. Come in to us. Don't go to Shaggy first. Come to the. Where's he gone? He is. Come on, come on, fella. What you got? Oh. Oh. Thank you. No, thank you. That's great. Just. You're talking about clowns. You did mention you were going to go and see the insane genius at one point. Yeah, but I did say you have a breakfast here, but day, boss. That doesn't negate the. Okay. Maybe later. Um, somebody on the street has just said, I think they've got the, the, the wrong angle. Sooty. What? You, you never hear speak. <laughs> I think they've got it wrong. I think they've got the wrong phone. <laughs> Thank you, I Justin. would love it, though, if Sooty in real life had a quite menacing low voice. <laughs> Oh, that was you. I thought I pressed the button. <laughs> Please attend our breastfeeding conference. Brackets, no breastfeeding allowed. I saw this. This is brilliant in the Telegraph. Mothers invited to a Scottish government-backed breastfeeding conference were stunned to be told they'd not be allowed to breastfeed their babies. This is brilliant. Organisers of the event, entitled Shifting the Curve... Wow, sharing you can't the, call it that. <laughs> shifting, shift your curves, love. Shifting the curve, sharing the challenge breastfeeding summit said it aimed to remove some of the barriers to breastfeeding. <laughs> Yet when mothers asked to bring babies to next month's event at Edinburgh's Murrayfield Stadium, they were told by officials that would not be appropriate. This is this story is just it's like it's written like a joke. Elise Sterling, who runs the Bond Baby Parenting Consultancy, said she was dumbfounded when she was told by officials that the event was for professionals and volunteers and not for breastfeeding mothers. Obviously, it had not occurred to them you can be both, said Ms Sterling. She had explained under, under the dietary requirements section of the booking form that she was dairy-free as she was breastfeeding. It never even occurred to me I'd have to ask permission to breastfeed. After talking to people... This, I'm only doing this accent because you'll see there's a word coming up in it. After talking to people... Is it Scottish you're doing there? Aye, it is. <laughs> I'm a wee lassie from Kilmarnock. 
<laughs> After talking to people, I started getting a wee bit angry as I knew it was illegal to ban mothers from breastfeeding. <laughs> when she complained, this was described. What, what word was it? We. Oh. <laughs> it's a quote. When she explained this was discriminatory, Ms. Sterling uh, was told that extra facilities would be provided. It was a astonishing. toilet. <laughs> it was. Uh, Elaine Smith, MSP, said it was astonishing that mothers were told their children were not welcome. I think this is the, the, the most brilliant. <laughs> the most brilliant story. It's a conference on breastfeeding. You're not allowed to take your kids and breastfeed them. Well, you know that people who are, um, you know, breastfeeding advocates love that sort of stuff. There's yeah, going to be more babies there than, than they need. Yeah, they'll be, they'll be grabbing babies off the. Don't ever grab a baby off the street. Unless, of course, you're popping in to see us in about 50 minutes, then, then yeah. grab babies. By the way, we forgot to remind you earlier this week. We don't need to remind you, do we? Uh, well, I half past we seven, it's late o'clock. You can rock up and come in the studio with me and Kath and have a chat. That's it. No, no re- refreshments are provided. Poor old King Tut. Right? He had a hard life. Well, he didn't. He had a luxury life, probably of privilege and hunting. And uh, that. What, what did he die? About 26, I'd say. He wasn't very old. No. They thought he'd been killed by his uncle I, who was also his stepfather. And his, his mum. And his granddad, I think. Unbelievable. The, the, you, you think people up north are mucky. Wow. You see those Egyptians. Yeah, well, uh, King Tut was married to his own sister and then Uncle I came along and married his sis, that same woman. And it was all I, very... I, it's like Jeremy Carl. What's he called? Uncle I. I Sphinx, I love you. Oh, wow. I Sphinx, that's what he said as he was um, becoming uh, Tut's uncle and uh, godfather and granddad. I Sphinx, I love you, baby. Well, anyway, they used to think no? he was the assassin, uh, or at least behind the assassination. Okay. He wasn't. I think King Tut died of a gammy leg. I think that's the yeah, latest that happens, thinking. That anyway, his yeah. beard's fallen off. Yeah. On his uh, funeral mask, yeah. you know that gold one that everyone shows. Oh yeah, the yeah, yeah. One. yeah, 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 yeah. Someone stuck it on with a bit of uh, super glue. Hey guys, <laughs> guys! The move has sparked fury among experts who said the three thousand three hundred year old desk, uh, death mask for the uh, boy Pharaoh should have been restored. Accounts differ on what the blue and gold beard was damaged, how it was damaged, but staff at the Egyptian Museum in Cairo all agree the order to use glue came from the top. Stick it on. I've never heard Leon Britton speak. I've never heard him speak. I know he's passed away now, and, and boy, oh boy, uh, hold on to your hats, kids. Uh, the wind's about to get blowy. Uh, but I'd never heard him speak. Yeah. You know, again, one of those faces, you know the face, couldn't do the voice. I imagine he speaks like Brian Walden. I imagine that too. Hello and welcome, I'm Brian Walden, and welcome to the Sunday Politics Show. I imagine some of our older listeners will be able to tell us exactly what he sounded okay, like. fantastic. Uh, Olympian Greg's is local. You know Greg? Oh, Rutherford, the, yeah. the jumping man. Yeah, the yeah, jumping man. you like him. Olympic jumping man from Woven Sands, Greg Rutherford, carried an injured deer two <laughs> miles to his home in a desperate oh. attempt to save oh, it. Oh, really? He's the deer whisperer. Oh. The London 2012 gold medalist, 28 in case you were wondering, found the animal, which he named Doris, while walking his three dogs on Wednesday. The dad of one said, gosh, we know a lot about him, don't we, in yep. those two sentences? Yep, yep, yep. Said, I didn't want to leave it there in pain. It would have been almost impossible for the RSPCA to get there quickly, so I decided to pick up the deer and take I, it back to I my house. I jumped it home. Yeah. He should have done what this fella did. What? Oh, the owl man. A driver who repeatedly ran over an injured owl... repeatedly ran over an injured owl because he wanted to put it out of its misery, was condemned by animal welfare experts yesterday. This is what Rutherford should have done. He was still running over it when the RSPCA turned up, wasn't he? The unnamed motorist, who eventually killed the tawny owl, was unable to identify the bird's injuries, leading animal rescue volunteers to think it may have been saved! They could have saved it! 
Trevor Weeks of East Sussex Wildlife Rescue was the first person to respond to a call from a motorist about an owl in the road near Ringmer, unable to fly. He said, I found another motorist had parked up with his hazard lights on. He said he had seen the owl on the ground, unable to fly, and wanted to end its suffering. Mr Weeks added, Although I applaud this gentleman for stopping, repeatedly running over a casualty can cause immense suffering. I mentioned about calling Arthur a vet, and he was surprised that vets would be interested in dealing with wildlife. He repeatedly ran over it. He should have done what I had to do with that cat in Spain and uh, clubbed it to death with a brick. Oof. I had to do that. I had to club a cat to death with a brick in Spain. Imagine the horror. But it was only half a cat, wasn't it, by the time well, you got there? You, yeah. could, you, you kind of knew what its injury was. Yeah, you could see what was going on. 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's been an accident at Junction 11 for Dunstable, so a lane's been closed on the entry slip road from the roundabout, and it's causing a tailback to Junction 12 for Flittick. And callers are also saying that there's a queue on Dunstable Road going on to the exit slip road for the M1 southbound. On the M25, it's all moving well on the speed sensors at the moment, and checking some roadworks in Chalfont and Latimer on the A404 Amersham Road. There's some temporary lights in place at Lodge Lane, so that could cause you some delays. It's also been very cold and frosty overnight, so expect some ice on the roads this morning. And on the trains, there are half-hour delays on Virgin Services northbound because of overhead line problems. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 6.45, it's Friday, the 23rd of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Potton in Bedfordshire have criticised road and shop closures for a traveller funeral in the town today. Police are this morning retracing the last known steps of a woman from Bedfordshire who's been missing for a week. And the MP for St Albans has criticised a High Court decision to reconsider plans to build an incinerator at New Barnfield in Hatfield. Let's get the weather. Here's Georgina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, we've got a hard frost to start off the day. Um, a bit of patchy mist and fog as well. But it should be pretty bright. Lots of decent sunshine around. Um, cloud does build later on from the west, but probably not until we're approaching sunset. Temperatures reaching four degrees Celsius. Now, tonight, the winds pick up as we have outbreaks of rain pushing eastwards. They're going to be uh, patchy to start off with, but fairly heavy later on. But it does all clear before daylight. Um, a much milder night, though, with lows about one or two degrees. So a slight risk of ice tomorrow morning, but another sunny day looking dry as well with a bit of a breeze and highs of six degrees Celsius. Now on Sunday, it's a decent start to the day with a little bit of frost around, uh, but cloudier later on. It should be mainly dry, but we may just see one or two spots of rain towards the end of the day because uh, we've got some coming through the night and, and into Monday. But it clears just in time to give us some late afternoon sunshine and then a cloudy day on Tuesday. That's your latest forecast. Every Sunday night from six. Welcome along to the show if you've just joined us. Yasmin Khan. Now, religious and community leaders have taken to the streets of High Wycombe to celebrate the birth of the Prophet Muhammad. Well, it means quite a lot to us yeah. celebrating our Prophet's birthday. Get straight into our discussion this evening. Does the Muslim community need to work harder to win a PR war? It is a kind of PR issue when it comes to the media who mm. seem to be really hungry for these crazy stories. I don't think it's just ignorance about Islam. Yasmin Khan. Last year, the law regarding forced marriage changed. They want to control me. Basically, I was a servant for him and his family. Yasmin Khan, every Sunday night from six on BBC Three Counties Radio.
excuse for me to go uh, A to Andy's in Luton and also yesterday I took my youngest to a lot of charity shops where we live we are just looking through records and he was into it for a bit and he found a few that he liked the look of but then after about 20 minutes I'm kneeling on the floor he's climbing on my back going Daddy this is so boring <laughs> <laughs> but then again I used to do that as a kid and now yep. look at me I've got a, a very very large jukebox <laughs> Gosh, well, all this could be yours, yeah, Yes, I've got to say that. Tony's on the line. Morning, Tony. Good morning. What you got for us, Tony? Well, I've got a bit of a, a scientific bent, you know, interested in science and all that sort oh, of yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, quantum mechanics, all that sort of thing. Yeah. And I would love to have heard or hear Einstein speak. Oh! Are there no recordings of Einstein? Well, not that I've heard. I mean, it, it's certainly quite possible that uh, there are some. I imagine... Uh, let's all do an impression of what we think Einstein sounds like. <laughs> well, the theory of relativity is very simple. Basically, it is MC squared. Castellos? And now I'm going to stick my tongue out and you will put it on a poster. Uh, Tony, let's hear your impression of him. A man okay. you've never heard. <laughs> right. God doesn't play dice. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony and Luton is Woo. Albert Einstein. Fantastic. Yes. Get in there. Let, uh, Shaggy, let's hear your impression of uh, uh, Einstein. Uh, e equals MC squared. He's an old woman? <laughs> Unbelievable. That's my <laughs> nana. That's just my normal. Just, do you know who Albert, Ein uh, Albert Einstein is? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. Do an yeah, impression? Great guy. Um, great guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to give you this one. Okay. Um, put that down, you fool. Put that down. Now, do it like this. Not Barbara Woodhouse. You moron. <laughs> you moron. Here. Not you. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> You're such a plum. Here's one we've never heard. Um, uh, Harpo Marx. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Justin. 
I, I'm convinced this one might work on the street. It's going to be a tough one, but yeah. if you think you can do it, then then go for it, boss. I'm going to give it a go. I don't know whether you've seen this story in the, in the mail today as well. I've been alerted to this one. Greg Rutherford, of course, local and vocal. Yeah, I don't know if you were... Yeah, uh, you're not listening, are you? You've not been listening to the show, mate, have you? Oh, have you mentioned it earlier? You bit, yeah. Yeah, about no. ten minutes ago, fella. Sorry, boss. Yeah, go on. I was tell, out on the tell us a story about how he rescued a deer by jumping well, he, on it. He, well, he just picked it up and two took miles, it home. Yeah. Two miles, home. Yeah, yeah, we then went into the thing about a man who drove well, over an owl. Hang on, guys. I was making you coffee and I was talking to James on the street who had never heard Sooty speak before. Okay. okay. Valuable research. Okay, just. Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair play. Hey, hey. So, what are you going to do? Have you ever, has Greg Rutherford ever carried you? Yeah, uh, no, he's not. Have you ever carried a deer? Uh, well, I, I don't know. You see, I'm. What? Have you I, ever saved a wild animal? Ever killed an animal? I had to club a, I had to no, club no, a no, cat to death. There. I had to club a cat to death in Spain with a don't brick. Go I, I, there. I, I saved. Well, I say I saved. I watched a thrush die in a shoebox once. You had a thrush. You had a thrush. <laughs> yeah. what, what, where, why not go there, Just? What have you done? Well, I'm just saying. You know, ju- just speak to, to other members of the staff at Three Counties Radio about that phoning. That's all I'm saying. Oh, blimey, okay. That's all I'm saying. But Greg Rutherford, would you really carry a deer for two miles? And then, the thing is, when he gets home... The deer's got to be put down, so it was a two-mile wasted journey. Well, he had to put it down so he could phone the RSPCA. Yeah, but it was quite literally put down. Oh, wow. Imagine touching a deer. Beautiful creatures. Beautiful creatures. I bet they're riddled with all sorts. Yeah, you're going to get the worms. Okay, so what? I don't understand what on earth you're talking about, though. What are you going to do? Well, it was just something which came to my attention. I thought it was a staggering story. Could be potentially something on that. But I think I'm going to go down the line of people that you've never heard speak. As I say, just be prepared. We might get nothing on this one, but we could get absolute gold. Justin, speak to you later on. Do you want to do one more story? Yeah, I do. This one, this one, from the Daily Mirror, which we've just been supplied with this week. And boy, oh boy, is it yielding the goods. OAP Mobility Bike Hit and Run. Two elderly women were knocked over by a hit and run mobility scooter. The white female driver failed to stop after crashing into the pensioners, one in her 80s, the other in her 60s, as onlookers raced to help. Slowly, I would suggest. Both suffered injuries, including cuts and an ankle sprain. PC Kate Broadbridge said, These ladies suffered. I'm keen to trace the woman on the scooter. The description? Yeah. Plump, in her 60s, wearing a bobble hat yellow coat and glasses on a burgundy scooter in Folkestone, Kent. If you've seen that woman, then let us know, please. 08459 455 555.
Three Counties Radio, Vinyl Friday, everything is being played on vinyl this morning and at half past seven, of course, you're more than welcome to turn up, walk into the studio, come and sit down and have a chat with us. It's as simple as that. We're also asking, well, what, uh, what are we, I don't, what are we asking? People you've never heard speak. Saving wildlife. Well, how on earth is... Uh, Brackets, well, watching them die in shoeboxes. If you've ever saved what? I mean, the worst thing you can do when you see a baby bird on the floor oh. is, is pick it up. Yeah. It, then it's definitely going to die. And even if you leave it on the floor, it's probably going to die. Yeah, but a cat will do it rather than Than you. human kindness. We've all tried to feed baby birds with pipettes, haven't we? Yeah. Do people sit bed and no, you're shaking your head? No, I've never done that. The, the thrush oh. I um, nursed was um, an adult. Did you get some yoghurt? No, bread and milk, which probably finished it off. Cool, I bet you looked a sight. Giving it that? What? What? I'm trying to imagine the scene. I was trying to do mini animal hospital. Oh. It just went. It just ended up being awful. Just being. Uh, it was probably the wrong thing to do. It's probably the wrong thing um, to but do. But then again, definitely reversing over an owl's head repeatedly in a car is. When it's broken his it, wing, it's it, probably it, not the right thing to I, do. I, I would imagine it's, it's the repeatedly. It's like that scene in um, the Inbetweeners where he's trying to run over a squirrel. Do you see that? <laughs> He says, there's, a, there's like an arrogant squirrel and he's trying to run over it and then he does and he gets all heartbroken. <laughs> he's done it. Oh, dear. Gosh, I hit a rabbit once and I remember having a headache for the rest of the day. Why, did you headbutt it? No, I just... In my car... I, oh, gosh, it was awful. I ran over it and it was one of the early morning kind of sh- shifts. Ran yeah. over this... And I'm sure I ran over its head and so for the rest of the day I had a headache. Um, I, I smashed into a crow once. My mate was late to a... It was sick for me. He was late to our lesson by half an hour and his excuse was I had to beat a squirrel with a shoe. Ladies and gentlemen, have you ever killed an animal? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's been an accident at Junction 11 for Dunstable, so a lane's been closed there on the entry slip road from the roundabout, and it's tailing back to Junction 12 for Flitwick. Call is saying that there's a queue on Dunstable Road as well in both directions approaching the southbound M1. On the M40, it's all moving well looking at speed sensors. No reports of any problems on the M25 either. It's starting to look busy on the north circular road westbound between the A504 and Henley's Corner. In Rickmansworth, there are roadworks on the A412 at Parsonage Road, so expect some delays there later, and it's been very cold overnight so expect some ice on the roads this morning Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio Thank you Samantha He had to beat a squirrel with a shoe, there was no other option 08459 455555 Maybe we'll get some of your calls after this The News with Simon Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks This is BBC Three Counties Radio It's seven o'clock. The headlines, criticism in Bedfordshire town over funeral plans, police to retrace last known steps of missing woman and Milton Keynes Olympic champion rescues injured deer. BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Potton in Bedfordshire have criticised the way the police are handling a traveller funeral in the town today. It's thought up to a thousand people could attend the funeral of 36-year-old Jess Smith, who was shot in Cambridgeshire over New Year. Bedfordshire police say they're working closely with the family and local authorities to minimise disruption to the community. Anne, who runs a flower shop in the town, says there's no need to close so many roads and even the library. They were basically saying, obviously, the market square has to be closed and I was like, well, why do you actually need to close it? You've actually never been here before when there's been a travelling funeral. I think they feel they have to come 
to make sure everything runs right and because there's a lot of people that are coming to it. Police are this morning recreating the last known journey of a woman from Bedfordshire who's been missing for a week. 67-year-old Margaret Hickling was last seen last Friday morning on a bus to Bedford from her home in Kiso. David Old from Bedfordshire Police says they need the public's help to find out where she is. We've obviously looked through CCTV um, that's why we've, we've got this sighting of her now on the bus um, but her bank account hasn't been touched, her mobile phone's not been used so she's completely stopped doing everything from 8.54 on Friday morning and after that time we just want to know where she is and and what she's been doing. The MP for St Albans has criticised a High Court decision which means plans to build an incinerator at New Barnfield in Hatfield will have to be considered by the government again. The court has backed an appeal by waste company Veolia and Maine says it's outrageous that local planning decisions are being overturned in favour of developers. The House of Lords has been told that a Luton man with severe autism was victimised by two Bedfordshire police officers. Labour peer Baroness Udin made the comments about the case of Farouk Ali. The officers have been cleared in court but face a police investigation. The Justice Minister Lord Fawkes said it was inappropriate to comment further. I am extremely happy to condemn any racist or discriminatory behaviour by any police officer in any circumstances. Uh, the decision as to whether to take further action against these officers is a matter for the Independent Police Crime Commission and the Crown Prosecution Service. Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford has revealed on Twitter how he carried an injured deer two miles back to his Woburn Sands home in a bid to save its life. The long jumper discovered the animal on Wednesday, but last night he tweeted of his sorrow that the animal had to be put down after suffering a broken leg. The Milton Keynes Dons manager Carl Robinson has been given a four-game touchline ban by the Football Association for using abusive language towards a Bradford player in September. The FA says the insults were made worse by reference to the player nationality, something Robinson denies. He's also been fined £3,000 and has been ordered to undertake an education programme. The weather, a cold and frosty start, then a dry day with bright or sunny spells, a maximum temperature 4 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio we're doing on the show today, Catherine? Saving animals or watching them die in boxes. Oh, 08459 four double five five double five. Who have you never heard speak? Never heard Prince Andrew speak until last night. Was uh, listening to him deny uh, claims of dodge pottery and I thought there's something wrong with this and I realised I'd never heard his voice before. It wasn't the voice that I, I'd always imagined he would have. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. She's got her hands up. It means she wants to say something, Bailey. I've got another suggestion for a phone-in. Yeah, go on. Um, sticky mistakes. Because of King Tut's beard being aye, stuck on with a bit of super glue. Aye. Apparently that's not the right way to restore a 3,300-year-old death mask. It's blue tack, isn't it? Everyone knows that. Yeah. A bit of blue tack or St- a bit gaffer. So, uh, things that you've stuck that you shouldn't have. Um, the thing about super glue, when I was growing up, we always told that you'd stick your fingers together or your eye... The, you know, there was a story about a girl who got her eye closed shut forever. Forever, yeah. Super glue's not that strong. It does stick your fingers, and if you do prise them apart, your skin comes off. Yeah, but it's, I mean, it's, it's not that strong. You couldn't, I couldn't stick my hand to your cheek, for example, and that would be it forever. Yeah. I mean, like, we... I, uh, You've thought about that, have you? Yeah. I, well, I've considered it many, many times. It, it, this would be my punishment for people, sticking hands to the cheeks of people that they uh, don't... 
Um, like, no, didn't, no, I didn't mean that. Uh, well, anyway. Super like the Human Cube. Centipede, that documentary. Well, okay, let's retract because uh, there's cheeks. I've not, I've not seen cheeks that. cheeks and cheeks. Did you say chicks and cheeks? Because che- I've got that. No. <laughs> magazine. But anyway. But anyway, if you believe the Beano, you could be stuck forever. What I don't have, think the Beano is, is the, a science manual. Here's the question, and I'm quite happy with this question. What have you stuck? Yeah. I'm happy with that. I'll go with that. I think that could either be um, a, a, an absolute desert of input, or it could be it could be gold. Sticky mistakes. What have you stuck? Call me now. 08459 455 555. I bet you've had a few sticky mistakes, eh, Ben? I can't think of any. Oh, flipping heck! Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Here we go. Three Counties Here Radio. we go. Roads, shops and pubs in one Bedfordshire town will be closed this morning as hundreds of mourners are expected to gather for the funeral of a man shot on New Year's Day. It's thought travellers from across the country will be heading to Potton to pay their respects to 36-year-old Jess Smith. Businesses tell us they are responding to police advice, something the police deny but aren't willing to discuss with us here on the programme this morning. Still, they are closing a number of roads in the area, something Anne from the local florist shop is not happy about. So we're basically saying, obviously, the Market Square has to be closed... And I was like, well, why do you actually need to close it? You've actually never been here before when there's been a traveller funeral. And they were like, no, we haven't. And I said, look, what actually happens is the road here, obviously, it would be good if the the traffic could stop around the outside to allow them to come through because it's quite a large procession that comes through. So basically they were wanting to take all of their vehicles away from the actual market square. So basically it looked a bit like a ghost town. But I feel that that's got a cold feeling to it. It's only because of everything that's happened. I think they feel they have to come to make sure everything runs right in because there's a lot of people that are coming to it, basically. But you think the police may have gone over the top with their advice? Very much so, I think they are. I think they've gone overboard with it. Anticipating some trouble and sounds to me, from what you're saying, there won't be any trouble. I don't think there'll be any trouble at all. And I think because they're doing that, there's a lot of people that are going like into our local post office moaning because they can't obviously get their pensions, they can't get whatever it is they're doing, sending letters, parcels in the post. They're unable to do that. Well, uh, Adam Zerny is an independent central Bedfordshire councillor for Potton. Morning, Adam. Morning. How do you think the police are handling it? Well, I think they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't, really. If they weren't to come along in large numbers and they weren't to propose actions in advance, they would be criticised. But I think sometimes at these affairs... Too big a presence can be deemed provocative. And I suppose that's a tough job. The, sorry, sorry to interrupt. The, the, you know, the, 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 there is talk of hundreds, possibly even a thousand people uh, attending this funeral. Then the, the, the police, you know, and I, listen, I'm one of the first to knock them if they do wrong, but the police have to take precautions, don't they, to make sure that, you know, it, it doesn't overwhelm Potton? Absolutely. I mean, you can't predict in advance exactly what will happen, and I think they've got to take steps to try and make sure they're wary of anything that could happen, really. Did you get a leaflet advising about the roads being closed? I haven't seen one personally, but right. I have seen there they put something on the web that I've retweeted and right. I've seen. It, do you think, because we, our reporter, uh, Matt Lockwood, went and spoke to people in Potter, and there seems to be a lot of uh, anger about this. Do you think that the anger is perhaps because it's a traveller's funeral? I don't think so. I think it's more the disruption. I mean, I've had a number of calls and emails from residents who are concerned about roads being closed. But I've been in touch with the police and the council. I don't see there's any reason why it shouldn't go ahead without too many issues. I think it will mainly be in the middle of the day when most people are at work. Uh, And there have been traveller funerals in the town before. Do you know what the last one was like? I wasn't here 
when it took place. I think it was about two or three years ago. Yeah. And again, I think there were a few roads that were closed, but I, I certainly don't think there was any more trouble than that. Adam, good to talk to you. Thank you very much. Councillor Adam Zerny, Independent Central Bedfordshire Councillor for Potton. If you live in Potton, uh, then uh, do give us a call and let us know uh, your thoughts. I, I, I mean, uh, hey, listen, you, you've heard this show. If, if I think the police have, have muffed up, then uh, I will uh, let you and indeed them know. But they're expecting up to a thousand people in Potton, then they have to take precautions, don't they? And, and they, they, you know, they close a few roads, they tell a few shops it's probably best if you close down, tell a few boozers, could you shut for a few hours? Well, it's, you've, got, it, it, you've got safety first, isn't it? And if they didn't do that and it kicked off, which I'm sure it won't, but or suddenly a thousand people turn up in the streets and there's no kind of guidance for where they should be going then residents will be saying, well, the police should have known this was going to happen and should have sorted it out. And Potton's not a massive place no, either, so no. 1,000 people will make a difference. If you live there, 08459 455 555. Animals, animals, animals. Two sto- animal stories in the news today. Greg Rutherford tried to save a deer. He couldn't. And um, I have a great thing about, t- a horrible thing about touching nature. My boy, my eldest on a school trip yesterday went to, um, um, what do they call those hideous, it's like a, a prisoner of war camp where um, it's just awful, a, a butterfly house. <laughs> went to, I cannot go in a butterfly house. Those things, because you're not allowed to swipe them. Okay, what you don't like is them flapping around your oh, face. Oh, imagine one got, imagine they got stuck in my hair. Then as I'm gasping out at uh, uh, outrage and disgust, one flies in my mouth. Gosh, the terrified butterfly. Flip it. No, forget the butterfly. Me! They've only got like three days to live and they're spending it in your gut. They're spending it haunting me. Made you laugh, didn't it, eh? Chat made yourself laugh there, Kath. Yeah. Good girl, good girl. I'm glad, I'm glad uh, someone's laughing I said at you, Jack. gob. Yeah. Gosh, that's very unlike me. I, I put the word gob in the same bracket as bog, yeah. as in Lou. Yeah. And common bracket. Common, very common. I just recoiled from my own commonness. Yeah, well. Gosh, I'm sorry, everyone. Uh, Ophelia's in Luton. Good morning, Ophelia. Oh, good morning. You're, oh, you're not common, are you? You're dead posh, you are. Oh, no, I'm not. Oh. I'm ordinary. Uh, we're, trying to, we're trying to up the, 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 stand, the class of listener a little bit, Ophelia. How do you up it? Well, get, by banning you. I'm joking, can my you, darling. Can you talk a bit posher? Ooh. Do a posh voice, Ophelia. Oh, I think it's just my upbringing. You had to speak English. Pretend you... Well, the Queen speaks English, but she's... Pretend, pretend Catherine's the Queen, and I'm Prince... No, not Prince Andrew. And I'm Prince Philip. Yeah. Just in case. OK. And um, you, you're, at, you're at our house, Buckingham a, Palace. A hello, Ophelia. Good afternoon, Your Majesty. Oh, she's good. Well, what, what, what she's saying afternoon for is bloody morning, silly woman. <laughs> Shut up, Philip. <laughs> I don't know what else. No, you can't. Well, Ophelia, that wasn't bad. You've called in about animals. Yeah. Uh, I'm a bit late this morning getting up, but I was hearing about um, different people saving animals. Yep. It reminded me of um, about 13 years ago, the night before my wedding. I was coming from my last planning meeting with um, a friend and my husband-to-be. And when we was driving up the road from the lady's house, we couldn't pass because there was a... Uh, a big cat attacking a squirrel in the road. Oh, yeah. So even if we picked the horn, the cat was ignoring us attacking this squirrel. So um, I put the lights on and came out the car. That's when he stopped. And there was this injured squirrel in the road. So yeah. I was just frightened. Um, got um, a cardigan that was in the back because it was in August, quite warm. Picked up the squirrel and put it in the car. So I, this was in Ealing. And I drove you you to, picked up the squirrel? Yeah. Put oh, it in Ophelia. Put, Ophelia, I think I know where this is going. Oh. Stun, stun squirrels, cute. When squirrels oh, was, wake was up. It was a baby, was a baby. Oh, cute. Mm. Yeah, so go on. Brought it to my local police station. Stole it from its mum, yeah. 
Took it to the police station? You know, Mum. You took it to the police station? It's an illegal squirrel. Flipping egg! They're facing massive cuts. Rising numbers of them are getting the boot and you're taking them squirrels? We had a fella who had the front half of his car nicked the other day and the police couldn't go round there because they're dealing with your flipping squirrelophilia. So, I just want to for information and advice about what could be done. From the squirrel experts. Hang on, uh, hang on, madam. Let me just get to to put me through to the squirrel department. (laughs) Blimey. (laughs) Yeah, go on. So I um, broke... um, They told me that I broke the law by removing a squirrel from one area to another. They arrested you! (laughs) And they told me that I would have to nurse the squirrel through the night... Until the um, ambulance came, an animal ambulance came and collected. Do you know what I think happened? Here, Jeff, we've got one here. Watch this. <laughs> it, I, surprisingly, Ophelia, I, when is this episode of 24 Hours in Police Custody being shown? Because I've, I must have missed this one. <laughs> too much too early. <laughs> yeah, but we called him Jasper. Yeah, and, and uh, how long did he live for? Oh, he did, because they came and did some little um, medical things with him. They got the little heart starters. <laughs> Clear! A, a ring round his neck, everything. What? Yeah. Wow. Well, Ophelia, in many so ways... Uh, got a bed for a night and jewellery. Not bad. And you got a criminal record, Ophelia. Thank you very much. <laughs> Tony, what you take it to the police for? Natural place to go. Tony's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Tony. Good morning. What you got for us? Well, you're talking to the super glue king here. Hey, super, your majesty. I use it all the time. I've been using it since the 70s. The right. first time I used it, it used to come in little metal files. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you had to snap the top off. And I was sitting at my desk at the time. And as I snapped the top of the file off, a great blob shot out onto my upper thigh and my trousers. Oh. This is the 70s. Yeah. They were made of polyester. Yeah. Super glue and polyester. It's like a smoking gun. It, it just sort of steamed a bit, and it joined itself to my hairy leg as well. Are you still wearing the same polyester flares from 1977? Is that what you're trying to tell me? No, I've got rid of the trousers, but I've still got the patch stuck to my leg. So it set fire to your trousers? No, it starts smoking, because it starts to absorb uh, the chemicals in polyester and any water, because it's anhydrous, you see. Right, you must have been... Because in the 70s, superglue was this mythical thing that yeah. was, was really dangerous, and you, you had to handle with great caution. You're talking about the strength of superglue. Yeah. OK, it is originally designed for... Any uh, pulling motion, it will like a, a, a fan belt or something. Do like you that. know what? No, do you, this is what I heard. Do you know what superglue was invented for? Healing skin. Healing skin for soldiers in Vietnam. Yeah. If they got back. their if they got their arm sliced open, they'd whack a bit of superglue on it to and heal it up. Temporarily put in uh, corneas in eyes. Oh, can I just say, please, please, do not put superglue in anybody's eye. Tony, thank you. <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, there's a lane closed on the entry slip road at Junction 11 for Dunstable. That's causing a queue from Junction 12 for Flittick. And it's also uh, means drivers can still join the M1 from the slip road, but queues are building up already on Dunstable Road. On the A5 southbound in Markgate, it's looking very slow on the speed sensors between Lynch Road and the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. It's also looking very busy on the North Circular Road westbound between the A504 and Henley's Corner. And it's been a freezing cold morning, so expect icy roads. On the trains, the northbound Virgin trains, there was a replacement bus between Wolverhampton and Stafford because of overhead line problems. Samantha Braff, BBC hey. Counties Radio. Hey, Sammy. Yes? When it cold this morning, isn't it? It's really cold. It was I so think. cold. 
There's ice on all the cars. That never happens. I know. I've got this uh, this spray, the defrosting spray. It don't do nothing. It's unbelievable. But Three pound fifty it costs. Don't you want the satisfaction of the scraper, though? No, 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 no. No? No, 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 no. Because I don't have gloves. I refuse to wear gloves and I refuse to use umbrellas. I think they're the work of deviants. Gloves to help your hands not freeze off. Those are fellas, yeah, yeah. No, I don't like like wool touching wool. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? um, It's like biting on a tooth. They're made of wool. Sorry? They're made of cotton, aren't they? Oh, nuts. All these years I've had freezing fingers. Seven seventeen, Friday the 23rd of January. The doors open in 13 minutes. Is anybody going to turn up this morning or not? I suspect not, as we forgot to mention it every day this morning. If you're driving past Luton and you want to pop in for a bit and have a chat, you're more than welcome to. But these are your headlines. People in Potton in Bedfordshire have criticised road and shop closures for a traveller funeral in the town today. Police are this morning retracing the last known steps of a woman from Bedfordshire who's been missing for a week. And the MP for St Albans has criticised a High Court decision to reconsider plans to build an incinerator at New Barnfield in Hatfield. BBC Three Counties Radio. Shrink Wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio. Where we find out the truths around mental health, disability and finding out more each week about illnesses. Sophie Solaria. I think the programme benefits the listener because they get to come on a learning journey with me, find out so much more about the illnesses that perhaps they wanted to know more about but didn't know where to ask. Shrink Wrapped. If you're a doctor and you're listening, you can get on board with Dr Chetna Kang because she asks all the hard questions. Every Sunday from one. The types of stories we've covered have ranged from dementia and Alzheimer's to uncovering the lack of diagnosis of HIV in Bedfordshire. Shrink Wrapped on BBC Three Counties Radio. I stand by what I say on umbrellas. I hate, I hate umbrellas. I think they are, uh, the people that use umbrellas are arrogant, selfish, rude, narrow-minded street bullies. And uh, listen, guys, if you've got an umbrella... It's your responsibility to move it out of my way as I'm walking towards you. It's not my responsibility to dodge it and dark and move. If I, the few times I've used an umbrella, I'm like doing umbrella ballet. I'm going up, I'm going to the side, I'm going around. I'm, I'm doing, you can't just walk forward. You've got a massive dome over your head, you utter plums. I think this is the anger of a tall man. Because um, if you're sort of, you know, normal height, yeah. then what? you know you're, you're you're enjoying the temporary shelter of someone else's no, mate. umbrella. No, even even um, people with your height. Sorry, I'm pretending I've got some food in my mouth. Why are you doing that? Oh, from like make it an interesting conversation. There is uh, just completely pretending they're acting. If any directors are listening, I can do that. Could Gosh, do a play. He, he could do a play like, in the West End or Emmerdale. He can act like he's sucking on a word. As I all um, I don't, I. Uh, I auditioned for Doctors once. Did you? Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't well, get a part in Doctors. I've seen Doctors. I didn't get a part in Doctors. And this was a couple... It's only about... Six years ago. So I was a... You know, I was a big name. What were you going to be? A doctor or a man. A man. A man who was being looked at by the doctor. Yeah, sure, why well, not? You could do that. Yeah. I, do, I did it yesterday when I looked, was looked at by the doctor. 
She touched me. She had cold hands. It was, it was, it was fun for everybody. Anyway, um, no, umbrellas, no, sorry. There should be a course. You should have to have a licence to have an umbrella, I think. I'm a considerate umbrella user. I don't believe that. I don't think anybody I is apart from me. I am very considerate. I'd like to see that. Yeah, well, I am. Shags, you got um, a bubble cut? A what? A bubble cut. Uh, he has, that? actually. He's got that haircut that... Everyone's mum had in the eighties. Yeah, you got bubble cut with the curly fringe. What? What, what, what is a bubble cut? Sorry, it's like a tight it's just perm. Curly. Oh right, okay. Yeah, so you've got a bubble cut. So I'm guessing that that um, hair protection is a priority for you. Uh, not really. No, this just happens. Man, I would love. Can what, one day? Can you come in with with your hair straightened? Oh, don't. We've tried before. It and doesn't work. We straightened it, and within. Half an hour, okay. it's curled again, it and I look back. ridiculous. Well, you could, yeah. well, <laughs> yeah, you could. I mean, you could do it and then rush into the office. Well, we could get some straighteners. I can nip home, get some straighteners, oh, and come we'll back. Do it now. And we'll, we'll... See, we're gonna nip home. All right, mate, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> what a chance! Got any texts before I've we got, move on to the I've next story? I've got a couple of, of interesting texts oh, yeah. on the subject of and several dull ones. Saving animals slash watching yes. them die in shoeboxes. Yes. Animals you're glad you didn't hit with your car, says Phil, deviating immediately. Oh, yeah. Many years ago, I was driving from Brookman's Park to Hoddesdon. It was early in the morning. Great drive. And in the dark, I made out a shape blocking the road. I managed to stop before I hit the Highland cow that was standing in the road. Blimey! Ages getting out of the way, making me late for work. But you don't mess with those, Aberdeen and Guy. Uh, Jill says, my sister ran over a rabbit and it stuck to her wheel. So all she could hear for the rest of her journey was gudomp, gudomp, as the wheel went round. Help! Wait wait for it, though. So you've got gudomp, gudomp, as the wheel went round. She cried the whole way. I understand that. I felt the same when I hit a rabbit. Hey, what's a gym bunny? Because I'm about to read it in this thing. I don't know what a gym bunny is. It's someone who goes to the gym and wears lycra. That's me. Childcare, gym bunnies and the fear of looking red and sweaty have all been given as reasons why fewer women than men exercise. And some are just plain lazy. Like me. Well, Justin's been along to a gym in Hemel that hopes to take uh, some of those obstacles out of the way. It's run by women, only for women, not just on certain nights. It's not a a little section that's closed off. It's all the time. It also coincides with a new campaign from Sport England called This Girl Can, with a video that's a celebration of modern woman's right to sweat like a pig. As we all do. It's an unpleasant sight when I do it. It's an unpleasant sight when most people do it. Well, Hannah Bladen from Sport England joins me. uh, Hannah, morning, Hannah. Morning. What's been stopping girls and women going to the gym or exercising up to this point, do you think? Well, we've done an awful lot of research and insights talking to women and girls. And the biggest factor that we've, we've come to is around women fearful of being judged so this fear of judgment is, is the significant barrier that stopping women and girls partake in sport and exercise. And actually that fear of judgment has sort of three strands. It's about how uh, women feel they're being judged about how they look, about perhaps not being very good at sport or exercise or not knowing the rules. And also the fear of being judged that perhaps taking time out for me and doing... Over your head, you utter plums! I think this is the anger of a tall man. Because um, if you're sort of, you know, normal height, yeah. then what? you know you, you're you're enjoying the temporary shelter of someone else's no, mate. umbrella. No, even even um, people your height. Sorry, I'm pretending I've got some food in my mouth. Why are you doing that? Oh, I might make interesting conversation. There is uh, just completely pretending. They're acting. If any directors are listening, I can do that. Could Gosh, do a play. Could do a play like in the West End or Emmerdale. He can act like he's sucking on a word. I all um, I I. Uh, I auditioned for doctors once. Did you? Yeah, I didn't get it. I didn't well, get a part in doctors. I've seen doctors. I didn't get a part in doctors. And this was a couple... It's only about... Six years ago. 
So I was a, you know, I was a big name. What were you going to be? A doctor or a man. A man. A man who was being looked at by the doctor. Yeah, sure, why well, not? You could do that. Yeah, I, do, I did it yesterday when I looked, was looked at by the doctor. She touched me. She had cold hands. It was, it was, it was fun for everybody. Anyway, um, no, umbrellas, no, sorry. There should be a course. You should have to have a licence to have an umbrella, I think. I'm a considerate umbrella user. I don't believe that. I don't think anybody I is apart from me. I am very considerate. I'd like to see that. Yeah, well, I am. Shags, you got um, a bubble cut? A what? A bubble cut. Uh, he has, that? actually. He's got that haircut that everyone's mum had in the 80s. Yeah, you got a bubble cut. With what? the curly fringe. What, what, what is a bubble cut? Sorry. It's like a tight it's perm. Curly. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. So you've got a bubble cut. So I'm guessing that, that um, hair protection is a priority for you. Uh, not really, no. This just happens. Man, I would love... One day, can you come in with, with your hair straightened? Oh, don't. We've tried before. It and doesn't work. We straightened it, and within half an hour, okay. it's curled again, it and I look back. ridiculous. Well, you could, yeah. well, yeah. You could, I mean, you could do it and then rush into the office. Well, we could get some straighteners. Oh, I can nip home, get some straighteners, oh, and come we'll back. Do it now. And we'll we'll see, we're going to nip home. All right, mate, that's never going to happen. <laughs> what a chance. Have you got any texts before I've we got, move on to the I've next story? I've got a couple of, of interesting texts oh. on the subject of... And several dull ones. Saving animals slash watching yes. them die in shoeboxes. Yes. Animals you're glad you didn't hit with your car, says Phil, deviating immediately. Oh, yeah. Many years ago, I was driving from Brookman's Park to Hoddesdon. It was early in the morning. Great drive. And in the dark, I made out a shape blocking the road. Ooh. I managed to stop before I hit the Highland cow that was standing in the road. Blimey! Ages getting out of the way, making me late for work. But you don't yeah. mess with those, Aberdeen and Guy. Uh, Jill says, my sister ran over a rabbit and it stuck to her wheel. <sighs> So all she could hear for the rest of her journey was gudump, gudump, as the wheel went round. Help! Wait, wait for it though. So you've got gudump, gudump yeah. as the wheel went round. She cried the whole way. Aye. I understand that. I yeah. felt the same when I hit a rabbit. Hey, what's a gym bunny? Because I'm about to read it in this thing. I don't know what a gym bunny is. It's someone who goes to the gym and wears lycra. That's me. Childcare, gym bunnies, and the fear of looking red and sweaty have all been given as reasons why fewer women than men exercise, and some are just plain lazy. Like me. Well, Justin's been along to a gym in Hemel that hopes to take uh, some of those obstacles out of the way. It's run by women, only for women, not just on certain nights. It's not a, a little section that's closed off. It's all the time. It also coincides with a new campaign from Sport England called This Girl Can, with a video that's a celebration of modern woman's right to sweat like a pig. As we all do. It's an unpleasant sight when I do it. It's an unpleasant sight when most people do it. Well, Hannah Bladen from Sport England joins me. Now. Uh, Hannah, so mo- morning, Hannah. Morning. What's been stopping girls and women going to the gym or exercising up to this point, do you think? Well, we've done an awful lot of research and insights talking to women and girls. And the biggest factor that we've, we've come to is around women fearful of being judged. So this fear of judgment is, is the significant barrier that stopping women and girls partake in sport and exercise. And actually that fear of judgment has sort of three strands. It's about how uh, women feel they're being judged about how they look, about perhaps not being very good at sport or exercise or not knowing the rules. And also the fear of being judged that perhaps taking time out for me and doing something for myself is perhaps contrary to feeling they need to be committing to the family. Is it just a women's thing? Because I've started going to the gym again after not going for a few years, and I've got a personal trainer, and I I am terrified of people looking at me, of people laughing at me. You know, I'm a gangly, uh, ill-built person, and I look flipping awful when I do things. And So I'm afraid of that. So is it just a female thing? 
I think you're right that many women, many men do feel similar. But what is really stark are the statistics that exist between the difference between the number of women who exercise yep. and the number of men. In this country, there's two million fewer women who exercise or do sport once a week than men. And actually, that trend of women doing less has been really stubborn for years. And actually, what our research has also told us is that 75% of women that we spoke to want to do more, but there's been something in the way, a barrier, and it, and it really does come down to this, this fear of people judging them mm. on, on particularly how they look. Uh, tell us about this video, Hannah. Okay, so the campaign is called This Girl Can. It went live uh, on national television last Monday on the 12th of January. And it's very much a campaign that's trying to uh, give women confidence, give women, uh, if it empowered, to take part in exercise of their choice. It's a campaign that celebrates women, real women, real bodies, regardless of whether there's wobbly bits, jiggly bits, sweat. And we really wanted to, to show uh, women and girls out there that how they feel is normal and give them the confidence and overcome those fears of judgment to have a go and take part in now, exercise. Catherine, you've seen this video. I loved the video. Ha- well, you loved it, but has it inspired you to um, get off your A and go to the G? Well, oh, wow, I wouldn't go that far. I'm just very uh, sports shy. I can't run. But, yes, it did make me think maybe I should go out dancing or do something like that. And that's the thing, isn't it, Hannah? Because it's not just going, going to the, the gym, which some people find, you know, find quite tedious and quite dull. It's not just going for a run. It is just maybe having more of an active lifestyle. Absolutely, and, and across the campaign materials, we've tried to capture the whole range of activities that women we've spoken to have told us that they do and they enjoy. And it isn't just the traditional view of, of sport or, or exercise. It could be going for a walk, doing a dance class, and doing something at home in the lounge with the children. And we, we've got a clip of Kelly, who's a mum of, of three, who exercises at home in the front room with her children. It could be cycling. It could be organised or self-organised activity. It absolutely doesn't matter what activity uh, women choose to do. But we're trying to, to say through the campaign, just have a go, feel confident and try something that you want to do. And how will you judge if it's been a success? Well, we have an ultimate measure that is a statistic that we undertake every year through our active people survey that will tell us uh, uh, the figures of number of women who are take, taking part in exercise and sport once a week. It's an annual survey and uh, we get the statistics we know now about the problem that we're trying to address and going forward into the future, we hope this campaign plays a really big part in reducing the gender gap and pulling down that two million figure. Hannah, nice to talk to you. I wish you the very best of luck. Hannah Bladen from Sport England. Um, you can give us a call on your thoughts on that. Going to the gym is boring. It's boring, especially if you're doing it on your own. This is why I'm fortunate enough I uh, can afford to pay a mad Hungarian woman called Edie to bully me. And she does bully me. And I need that. I need someone shouting at me and, and encouraging me and telling me. And we also have a laugh as well. She's very, very funny, particularly when she tries to say the word asparagus. Asparagus. Um, but, but, but going to the gym uh, uh, as an activity is, is dull, man. Dull. I, know. I, I used to go to the gym quite a lot because it was on the way home. I used to put my kit in the back of my car so I'd have to drive past the gym. That was the only way I could make myself go. I'd have my little card. I'd be one of those girls that annoys everyone else. Have my card, I'll do my thing, and I'm going home. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you can kind of switch off, but it's just, do you know what I find the hardest thing with any kind of exercise? Making myself go. Once I'm there, I'm fine, but it's making myself get I, up off my jacksie and go. I do think, though, and I'd like to hear from blokes on this, I don't think it's just a, whim, a woman's thing about fear of being judged. When I go jogging, 
uh, I have a hood up because I don't want people to see me jogging because I look horrible. I look like um, um, uh, like an, an emu running. It's a horrible, horrible sight, and I'm embarrassed by it. But whenever I see someone jogging, regardless of their style, because some of the techniques are rather unusual yep. and what their size is, I still think, flipping egg, fair play, you're doing something more than me. Yeah, I, I, most of the time. I bet there are some people you laugh at. Some you think, that's barely jogging. Yeah, exactly. Picking the knees up. But uh, uh, And uh, my attitude is the same, but you still kind of... And just going to the gym, Edie has me doing this thing where I run up the stairs carrying away and run down the stairs and it's in front of everyone and the first time she suggested it I was mortified mortified because people are watching you of course they're watching yeah, you yeah but everyone's thinking the same of themselves so exactly. just get on with it 08459 455555 about one time when I thought yeah. everyone was casting me admiring glances in the gym uh oh I was on the exercise bike yeah, and uh, I, could see, I could see people checking me out and I yeah. thought I must be looking pretty good you didn't I, have had the on. On. I had the outfit on yeah yeah and I thought, right, I'll go a bit faster because everyone's looking. Because yeah. you do feel kind of, kind of compelled yeah, of to act yeah, up. Powerful. Uh, so after my workout session, I uh, went back into the changing rooms, walked past a large mirror and realised that I had a great big oily handprint right across my face from where I'd adjusted the seat. Hey! Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 12 for Flittick to 11 for Dunstable because a lane was closed earlier with an accident there. There's still a lane closed on the entry slip road, so uh, that is causing some queues on Dunstable Road in both directions on the approach to the M1 southbound. Uh, westbound, eastbound from Skimpot Road and westbound from Chorland Road, it's looking very busy. In Markgate on the 85 southbound, that's looking very slow from Lynch Hill approaching the M1 Junction 9 for Redbourne. In Milton Keynes, checking the speed sensors on the A421 standing way, that's looking quite slow around... Newport Road and the Kingston Roundabout through the roadworks and the A1 southbound at Boreham Wood has queues from the Holiday Inn to Stirling Corner. In High Wycombe having a look at the speed sensors on the A40 Abbeyway flyover, that's looking quite slow in both directions, but on the trains there are reports of any major problems at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you Samantha, it's coming up to half past seven. Will anybody turn up this morning at the studio? If you're nearby and you want to pop in and you sit in the studio with me and Catherine for up to half an hour, you're more than welcome. But will anybody come? Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. People in Potton in Bedfordshire have criticised the way the police are handling a traveller funeral in the town today. It's thought up to a 1,000 people could attend the funeral of 36-year-old Jess Smith, who was shot in Cambridgeshire over New Year. Police are this morning retracing the last known steps of a woman from Bedfordshire who's been missing for a week. 67-year-old Margaret Hickling was last seen last Friday morning on a bus to Bedford from her home in Kiso. And the MP for St Albans, Anne Main, has criticised a High Court decision to reconsider Consider plans to build an incinerator at New Barnfield in Hatfield. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy Murray is through to the last 16 at the Australian Open after beating Portugal's Yao Souza in straight sets. Murray will now face the Bulgarian Grigor Dimitrov, who beat him at Wimbledon last summer, but Roger Federer is out after losing in four sets to Italy's Andreas Seppi. England's cricketers are playing Australia in their latest tri-series match in Hobart. England finished on 303 for eight from their 50 overs, with Ian Bell out for 141, making him the highest run scorer in English one-day international history. In tomorrow's football, Watford hosts bottom club Blackpool in the Championship. The Hornets have injury problems, so manager Slavisi Okanovic says they must strengthen in the transfer window. It's our obligation. It's uh, bring somebody. We are now in trouble. 
many players out for different reasons. One of the most important uh, months in in championship is January, and uh, I expect we're going to make some positive step for us. Milton Keynes Dons manager Cole Robinson starts a four-game touchline ban as they host Barnsley in League One. The Dons have signed 19-year-old Manchester City forward Devante Cole on loan. He's the son of former Manchester United and Newcastle striker Andy Cole. In League Two, leaders Wickham go to Mansfield. Luton are away to former manager Paul Buckles Cheltenham. Alex Lawless and Luke Guttridge could feature for the Hatters after injury layoffs. And Steve Nidger at Shrewsbury. Borough's David McAllister could line up against his former club after completing a permanent move. His manager Graham West. He did well when he was here on loan, uh, Macca, and uh, it was always my intention to, to keep him here. And it's good that we've finally been able to get something done. It's nice to have him back as, as part of the team, part of the squad. We've obviously got you know his knowledge of their camp, but I'm sure they'll be alert to that. And uh, you know that won't necessarily be that much of a factor, albeit he does know the individual players' strengths and weaknesses. And the FA Cup fourth round gets underway tonight with League Two side Cambridge at home to Manchester United. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right, so uh, on Fridays we do a thing, it's kind of an experiment to see if it works, where we uh, open the studio doors and people can come down. If you're in Luton and you want to come down and be part of the show, you're more than welcome to. Catherine's in the studio with me. Yeah, relieved. Yeah, because people have turned up. We've got Mark and Morgan. Good morning to both of you. Morning. Now, Morgan, just come a little bit closer to the microphone. If you could push that, you can can move it and pull it and do all of that. Perfect. (laughs) Now, Morgan, um, you just turned up with, is that your mum through there? Yeah. Why has your mum not come in the studio? A bit cowardly, isn't it? Yeah. Bit, bit, bit cowardly, Mum. A little bit cowardly. And is that your sister with her as yeah. well? Okay. So, what's Mum's name? Christine. Christine. Morning, Christine. You cowards. <laughs> and what's your sister's name? Courtney. Courtney. And Courtney's older than you. I'm guessing yeah. because she's taller than you. So that would kind of. I'm going to guess your age at. What do you reckon, Kath? Fifteen? Sixteen? Mm. Three? I'm not very good at ages. Eleven. I'm 12. 12 years old. Fantastic. And what school do you go to, Morgan? Cardinal High School. Okay. Do, now, do you listen to this radio show? Um, sometimes my Would... nan listens to it. Oh. oh. You... So you only listen to it if your nan's listening to it. Who's your favourite, me or Catherine? I don't know. Oh, blimey. All right, we'll, we'll come to you. All right. Mark's in as well. Morning, Mark. Morning. Now, I've got to say, what chunky knitwear you've got. Look, we've both got the... It's my Starsky and Hutch look. It's beautiful. It's Navajo. It's, Navajo. Be- it's beautiful. Whereabouts are you from, Mark? Uh, Luton. Okay. And... Road. I, I phoned up about a week ago. Was I rude to you? No, no, you're oh. very nice, actually. It was the first time I phoned up. I phoned up when you were talking about blended families. Oh, it's that, Mark. And I have... Oh, you've got nine step parents. Is that you? Yes. Isn't it funny, <laughs> Morgan? You, when you speak to someone on the I've phone, got... you've got the best laugh, Mark. When you speak to someone on the phone, you kind of build an image of what you think they're going to look like. And Nothing no, like that. No, no, no. <laughs> Nothing like that. I well, thought you were blonde. Did you? Yes. I like blonde. I, <laughs> well, I, I, I imagine little I, spectacles, like a Steve Jobs type. I felt like I sipped from the champagne flute of fame. And, and, <laughs> Now I want to guzzle. <laughs> so, just to remind people who weren't listening, Morgan, who probably wasn't listening, that you're, you've got nine step-parents. Well, no, nine the, parents. Some of the deceased, yeah. My, yeah. my dad got married four times and mum would be married five times. Blimey. It's giving me a twitch. This is, this is <laughs> tough, Morgan. And was there one point when they swapped partners? Yeah, it was. That was, yeah. That was the first... Well, my dad had been married in America first and he came yeah. over here. And came over, stationed in America. He was in the U.S. military. Yeah, and uh, and he came to uh, over here, and uh, yeah, they swapped partners. So Dad was at the top of the road. 
Mum was. A, it was. It was excruciating. And then I, you, I remember that a part of the story was that you came back from somewhere and your dad was your uncle. Yes, that's right. Well, you do got a good memory. Was yes, that right? Yes. Something that's right. like that. Because Mum married my dad's. You brother. following this, Morgan? I haven't <laughs> got a clue. I haven't got a clue. <laughs> I told my dad I was on the radio. He said you didn't mention any names, did you? <laughs> you didn't mention the company name, did you? So I'm back to put all that back in now. <laughs> Give you all the details. <laughs> is your life complicated, Morgan, or is it nice and kind of... It's nice and kind of... Nice and kind of straightforward. What sort of stuff do you do at school? What's your favourite lesson at school? Um, I think it's probably drama. Oh, you're, you're, you're a wannabe actor, are you? What I kind want of... to be a singer, but I like drama as well. You say you want to be a singer. Is it, uh, do you, you can sing then, can you? Um, yeah. Do you fancy singing this little song this morning? Yeah. Do you fancy having a go? Is she... Mum, I'm going to turn your microphone on in a second so you can answer. Is she a good singer, Mum? Yeah. She, she well, yeah, Mum says you're good. <laughs> she, would you, do you fancy... Are you up for having a little, a little song? Yeah. Would we like to hear that, boys and girls? Ladies and gentlemen. Morgan, uh, well, then away you go. What are you going to sing for us? Um, all of me. Away you go. Let's have it. <clears throat> what would I do without your smile mouth? Draw me in and you kicking me out You got my head spinning No kidding, I can't pin you down What's going on in that beautiful mind? I'm on your magical mystery ride And I'm so dizzy Don't know what hit me But I'll be alright my head's underwater, but I'm breathing fine. You're crazy and I'm out of my mind. Cause all of me loves all of you. Love your curves and all your edges. All your perfect imperfections. Give your all to me, I'll give my all to you. You're my end and my beginning, even when I lose I'm winning. Cause I give you all of me, and you give me all of you. I'll get my coat. Well, I was going to say, Mark, what, what, what song have you prepared for us this morning? <laughs> hey, Morgan, that was good. There's always a worry, and I've said this before, when someone just comes in and says, oh, I can sing or I can play guitar, you think, oh, this could be awful. <laughs> this, there's been no audition process. This could be a stinker. That was brilliant. Thank you. How long have you been singing for? Um, well, I do singing lessons. I've done them for about two years okay but i do a lot of drama and i do i've done it quite a lot of shows what, what what was the last show that you did last show i did i done the wizard of oz hey who are you in the wizard of oz Dorothy. oh yes. we've got a star with us <laughs> it was beautiful well done you're, you're one of your little girls does drama doesn't she Catherine? yeah yeah she can't sing for toffee though <laughs> i'm gonna need to coach her if she's gonna make me any money yeah but she does love it and i think it's great for kids because my little girl's a little bit shy she's clever but she's shy and i just wanted to bring her out of her and she loves it. But unfortunately, she sometimes brings the characters home, which is quite I, creepy. I did, yeah, I did drama at school. I say you're a bit of a drama I, queen. I played, yeah, I am. As, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I played uh, Martin Luther King. Did you? <laughs> That's a I have to, stretch. We, we I have to say, dear listener, he's a white fellow. Yeah. <laughs>
That's my T-shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. Did clothes. you really play Martin I Luther did, King? Yes. Did I you have to do the I, I Had a Dream I, speech? Well, it was on the tape. They, they did that on the tape. And, uh, yeah. Right. And uh, we had queues of people coming into school to try and get to see to, it. To complain. No, yes, yeah. <laughs> this is not what and Martin Luther King, what the good doctor would have wanted. What was the casting process? Uh, well, we didn't have a lot. Of, there wasn't a lot of people up for it. Please so. don't tell me that there was you and a black guy and they went, mm. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go for you, Mark. Because you can do the American, because you're half American, I'm aren't you? Very, I can't do the American accent. Can't it's you? so embarrassing. We do really? How long, I can't do... How long did you live in America for? Uh, two years. I lived in Hollywood. But I his dad's out. American. My dad's American. Try and do... We're going to play a game. I we're going to try... Come on. Try and do, Mark. And you've lived in Hollywood, the home of dreams, where Morgan <laughs> probably wants to go and work one day. Uh, get, try and give us your best American accent. Uh, oh, I can't. I, I really try. It's embarrassing. I can't do an American All right. accent. I, you I, can't do I, an impression I, of your dad because I remember the the phrase your dad came out with is "You're oh, really stretching our love." Oh yes, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Son, you're testing our love. Because <laughs> I, I can do, I can do like hey, I'm from I'm Tony from the Bronx. So I'm gonna come and I'm gonna sort you out. Hey, I'm Tony from the Bronx. I'm gonna sort you out. Oh. Wow. Flip it! See, my sister used to live in the deep south. I found so a hidden talent. So I could... Morgan, can you, if you're going to make it as a star, you're going to need to be able to do accents. Can you do an American accent? Um, a little bit. Go on, let's have a go, go on. I can't really. What did Dorothy say? Did you do American for, for Dorothy? Um, a little bit. My mum kept telling me, Jayvon. <laughs> Is mum, right, mum, mum, ignore mum for a bit. Is mum a bit of a pain? Yeah. Is she a bit of a nuisance? What does she, what does she do that gets on your nerves? She's constantly telling you off. Yeah, yeah. So, sorry, don't worry about She's not listening. <laughs> hey, Lisa wants to say something. Morning, Lisa. Good morning. You're through to Morgan, Mark, Catherine, me, and uh, uh, Morgan's mum and sister and everybody. I just want to say thank, a big thank you to Morgan. She actually made me cry this morning. Oh. She wasn't that bad, was she? <laughs> no, she was beautiful. Me and my husband got married on the 4th of October last year, and that was our wedding song, and I haven't heard it since then. So. Oh. <laughs> well, isn't that fantastic? Now, I don't know that. I'm an old man. I don't know that song, Lisa. Where is it from? Um, John Legend actually sung it on his wedding day oh. to his wife, and he released it. And it's literally just me and my husband. Did your husband? Did your husband sing it to you? Uh, <laughs> kind of, yeah. <laughs> oh, Lisa, well, that's lovely. There you go, Morgan. You see, look, you've you've thank um you. you've upset a woman <laughs> this morning. That's not bad, <laughs> Lisa. Thank you very much. I only know new songs well, new, if they're from Frozen. That's that's kind that's of. It's not new anymore. No, I know. Do you like Frozen, Morgan? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. What's your favourite song from Frozen? Let it go. Yeah, I prefer. Um, he's a bit of a fixer-upper. That's the, my favourite uh, song. You've I seen Frozen. Terrible. No, I put it on and I had to turn it off. Why? I couldn't bear it. <gasps> I thought it was sack. And I love. Sorry. That, I love that kind of. I know. I don't know what I was doing wrong, but I put it oh, on. Oh God! I watch it I, all I the way Ever turn a film off? The thing is, it starts out and you think, oh, oh, it's mm. just. I know what this is going to do. Yeah. I know what this film is. No, you don't. No. How, how far did you get with it, Mark? About twenty minutes. Oh, mate! Oh, I no. did the same thing with Gone with the Wind. What? I couldn't bear that either. And I thought it's one of those things you've got to love. Yeah, it's, like, it's brilliant. Well, it's Gone with the Wind is too long. Gone with the Wind Morgan, is a very, oh, yeah. very old film. It's about three hours long, and we were shown it at school as part of our history lesson. Basically, yeah. it was a DOS, and the teacher had taped it off the telly, right? But the videotape 
wasn't long enough. So I've never seen the last 15 minutes of Gone with the Wind. It's kind of two halves, isn't it? Because you think when you see Charleston, you see Georgia burn, you think, yeah. right, OK, we're done now. Tomorrow's another day. OK, that's the well, end. No, yeah. she carries on for another hour and a half. All right, let's go. <laughs> Mark, you are, you, I'm, I'm rapidly going off you. you you're what? wrong about Frozen. I'm it so- is one of the greatest films of all times. Really? Let's go through other movies. Morgan, have you seen the Lego movie? No. Okay. Now, do you, I love the Lego. You're back in the room. Back in the room. You're back. The Lego movie is brilliant, isn't Everything it? Everything is awesome. awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I, I forget the words. And you said you didn't sing. Uh, <laughs> I'm finding hidden talent. <laughs> so what? I, the, the, now you lived in Hollywood, which is for uh, for a lot a lot of people. I, I imagine you'd like to go to Hollywood one day and, and possibly work there, and make films, and do records. I was right by Capitol yeah. Records as well. Oh, the oh, the, yes. the, the building that yeah, looks like a set. Right I don't like um, I don't like LA or Hollywood or any of that. No. It's, it's I find it quite cold. Well, when I went there, it was fantastic. I was 18. Yeah, and it was a new friends who get us into clubs, and it was yeah. it was a wonderful. <laughs> Going back eight years later with my best friend who I lived out there with as well, was it was meant to be the pinnacle of our trip. We'd never we'd been back uh, separately but not together. Yeah. When we went back, you look round and it was no, eight, ten years later and you think, This is awful. Yeah. It's so tacky. It's really it's, soulless. And it once is. you've seen the Hollywood sign or yeah, bit, you know, which is brilliant. It's, yeah. a, it's an exciting thing to see. It is. Um, and you've kind of, you know, you've driven up houses and you've seen you know, up streets, you see William Shatner coming out of a house. But once that's done, it's like it's, Actually, it's, it's horrible. It is, and it's tacky, and, you know, they tried to clean the, the streets up, but they can't clean the people up. You yeah. know, it's, it's <laughs> uh, Mark Morgan, listen, is, are you going right to stick around for a little bit longer? Are you OK for a little yeah. bit? Is oh, you, yeah. you OK, Mum? Stick around till 8 o'clock. Mark, yeah, you are right. It's a slow day. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> 08459 555. The doors are still open for another 15 minutes if you want to turn up. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 southbound, that's starting to ease off now with the queues from Junction 12 for Flitwick to 11 for Dunstable. They're starting to move um, a lot better now after the accident there earlier on. And Dunstable Road as well easing off in both directions, approaching the M1 southbound. On the M25, though, it's starting to look very busy anti-clockwise between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. Also, on the North Orbital Road around the M25, Junction 21A roundabout is looking very busy. In Hemel Hempstead, the A41 southbound is looking very slow on the speed sensors between the Hemel Hempstead turn-off and the M25 at Junction 20 for Kings Langley. And in Clophill, the A6 Bedford Road's looking very slow between Back Street and the A507. On the trains Chiltern Way, we have possible delays at Vista because of line-side equipment problems, and the 7.56 train from Luton to Bedford is cancelled. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Right, 7.46, it's Friday the 23rd of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Potton in Bedfordshire have criticised road and shop closures for a traveller funeral in the town today. Police are this morning retracing the last known steps of a woman from Bedfordshire who's been missing for a week. And the MP for St Albans has criticised a High Court decision to reconsider plans to build an incinerator at New Barnfield in Hatfield. Coming up, we'll have more from uh, Mark and Morgan. Before that, let's get the weather with Georgina Burnett. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Well, it's a hard frost to start off the day with a bit of patchy mist and fog, but quite a bright day ahead of us. Lots of sunshine around. We will have cloud building from the west later on, but probably not until around sunset. Temperatures up to four degrees Celsius, so it's still pretty chilly. Now tonight, we've got outbreaks of rain that will be fairly heavy at times. The winds pick up around it as well, but it does clear before daylight, and we've got quite a mild night tonight. Temperatures staying above 
freezing. So a slight risk of ice tomorrow morning after all that wet weather. Uh, but another chilly but sunny day tomorrow. Quite dry with a bit of a breeze and highs of 6 degrees Celsius. Now the wind dies down in the evening. We've then got a decent if frosty start to Sunday. But a bit more in the way of cloud during the day. Um, it should stay dry but we may just have one or two spots of rain later on. That's ahead of the rain that we'll have through the night and into Monday. Just about clears in time to give us some late afternoon sunshine though and then a cloudy day on Tuesday. That's your latest forecast. Call 08459 455 555. Well, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's open door. If you're if you're nearby, you've got 13 minutes. After 8 o'clock, the door gets locked. And of course, Morgan and, and Mark, you do know that at 8 o'clock, we unceremoniously boot you out. Shaggy, who you've met, I'm sorry it's not Kelly Betts, Shaggy <laughs> will uh, escort you off the premises and uh, make sure that you don't uh, come back. Oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. Now, obviously, we were paying close attention during the travel and weather there, but we also managed to have a little <laughs> chat. <laughs> yes, we did. And it seems we've got Oliver Twist in common. You were in Oliver, weren't you, Morgan? Yeah. What we, What did you play? Um, because it was my first show, I played um. Faking the Gang. Oh. Just come a little bit closer to the microphone, Morgan. That's perfect. Thank you. So you were an urchin. Yeah. <laughs> is that now Oliver's? You got to pick a pocket or two. Is that Oliver? Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and did you get to do any solo songs in that, or were you part of the chorus? Um, I I sang like a few little bits by myself. Yeah. But because it was my first show. Yeah. Um, they only give you like a little bit. So, okay. That yeah. seems fair enough. That seems. I bet fair. you were looking at Dodger and thinking I could do that. <laughs> I could do that easily. But Mark, listen, you've come in and you said you got no talent, but then you you you, you reeled off that you there's a white fella. You played Martin Luther King in a play, which, which is quite a trick. It's a versatile act. Is, you, you didn't you didn't I, black up, did you? No, no, no. Okay, no, okay, no, okay. I did Bill Sykes in Oliver Twist. So we got that in common. Yeah. <laughs> but I was a horror movie fan. I used to love watching old Hammer films when I was a kid. So you My went mom, the extra yard with the Bill Sykes truncheon. Well, I did because my mum. One of the things when when they had in the first. <laughs> twist when my mum got married to the new guy he was away a lot at night time he used to be working at the times on the proofreading so oh. she was alone on her own and she slept she let me step and watch peter cushy and christopher lee with her oh. you know and that was and that was my growing up it was wonderful can i just say but Morgan, morgan's mum if you want to come in and take some pictures you're, you're more than welcome to I won't. I won't put. I will put her on air. But I, <laughs> my, uh, I for a long. Uh, I, I saw Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee is a very famous old actor who's yeah. got to be 90, 92, 93. 92, something yeah. like that. He's in the Lord of the Rings yeah, now. He is. Yeah, he's I, he's a very boring man. I've he's not. Him. I've had dinner with him. Oh, uh, he's, he's wonderful. Christopher Lee. I took him to the Ivy. Really? To my friend's shop, and he he have signed some stills and stuff, and we took him to the Ivy. Hey, what's your friend's shop? The cinema store. Oh. It's opposite the old Stringfellow. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah. it very well. Yes, Is that yeah. the one where there's like a basement downstairs and they sell DVDs? That's right, yes. I was Theo. in there a couple of weeks ago. I oh. love that shop. <laughs> it's my favourite shop. It's such a good shop. And, and they're lovely people. Before Please I, go there for all you... <laughs> brilliant. they got some really geeky stuff. Yeah. Before Amazon really kind of took over, it was yeah. the only place you could get like American box sets yeah, and things absolutely. like that. Yeah, no, I love that. I took my friend fun. there a couple of weeks ago. Well, but you took Christopher Lee he out for supper. Yeah, for and he was just the most wonderful... I found him so entertaining. You just ask him a question, yeah. and he was off. He's like old school gentleman, and he would just talk and talk. I and worked with him for three months. Did you? I had to play. As, I was a double in a film. I was doing oh, wow. something else, but they said, "Oh, you're tall. You can dress up and be as double." And um, he uh, he doesn't didn't like talking about Dracula. No, 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 no. But no. he would go on about Police Academy Six all the time. <laughs> I was the first British actor to deliver a monologue <laughs> in Red Square entirely in Russia. He told that, and I was with him the first time he ever drank. Pepsi Cola. Oh, really? Yeah, he wanted a Coke, right? And they didn't have Coke. They, and they brought him, so we've only got Pepsi. He looked at the bottle. 
what is this Pepsi Cola? <laughs> so it's a bit like Coke, Chris. You're like it. He's a nice man. Yeah, yes, yeah. Uh, he can be difficult. Yeah, I think, but he's a love. He was lovely to me, and you're like an old friend. You know, it, it was great. And, yeah, and I can top that because I had tea with Peter Cushing as well. Oh, now he's done the go. double. Oh, that was me and my. We went to a book signing, and we yeah. were early, and he was in little Tudor tea rooms with the town where he lived. Yeah, and we went in there with a ton of stuff. He was my. I worshipped him when yeah. I was growing up, and he was there sitting on his own doing the Times crossword. Fantastic. So we went over to him. and We said, "Oh, Mr. Cushing, when are you finished?" And he said, "Mr. Cushing, we're here for the signing. Would you mind?" doing here because we don't want to hold the queue up we've got so much stuff he said of course not dear boys he said I'll be back in a minute and he went off behind the counter and he came back about five minutes later with a big tray of tea and cakes hey. for us. and he sat with us for 20 minutes <laughs> talking and signing and he was the most wonderful Peter kind Cushing. man Morgan is a very, he's, uh, he's no longer oh, with man. us I think no, he's, no, he's no, a no, very no, famous no, kind of old English gentleman actor yes, yeah. who was in uh, all of these really horrible horror films yes. from the 50s 60s and 70s it, yeah, but proper yeah. who do you look up to Morgan who are your kind of heroes in, in acting and uh, singing um um, I don't know. I, I, I used to like Cheryl Cole a lot when I was yeah. younger, but then she kind of stopped singing a lot. She's. I don't get Cheryl Cole, because I like Girls Aloud. Yeah. I think they're a really good band. Yeah. Um, but she's kind of just more about the image yeah. now than the, than the singing. Because she used to be like... I really liked her when I was little, yeah. but then like, she just stopped singing for ages. Yeah. So. Yeah. You, you, you're too old for Justin Bieber, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, he's rubbish, isn't he? Uh, Jason Donovan? New kids on the block? No. Busted? No. No? And what? One Direction. Yeah, I like One Direction. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Lack in the you. game. You can, you can speak her language. <laughs> you, so, you've got... so which is your favourite direction within the One Direction? Um, I don't know. I think it'd be... Um, I like Liam. I don't know. Oh, is Liam one of them? Choice, All yeah. I know is a Zane. Most girls like Zane and Harry, yeah. I thought. Yeah. OK, well, that's, uh, that's good. Do, do, do you reckon you've got another song in you that you could sing us? I don't want to put you on the spot, um, and if you haven't, you, then you don't have to, don't worry, but I just, we've had such a good reaction, loads of people on Twitter saying it was brilliant, saying you're really good, and Lisa called her, I just wondered if you might have another one yeah. under your belt. What, what, what can you sing for us, Morgan? Um, I might sing Let It Go. Oh, yes. boy, expect, us, well, expect some of us, <laughs> oh, probably best you sit this one out, expect some of us to join in, uh, Morgan with Let It Go, away you go. The snow glows white on the mountain tonight, not a footprint to be seen. A kingdom of isolation And it looks like I'm the queen The wind is howling like this swirling storm inside Couldn't keep it in, heaven knows I tried Don't let them in, don't let them see Be the good girl you always have to be Conceal, don't feel, don't let them know well, now they know, let it go, let it go, can't hold it back anymore, let it go, let it go, can't hold it back anymore, here I stand in the light of day, let the storm rage on. The cold never bothered me anyway. Oh, fantastic! Woo!
DVD out again. Aren't I? Man, it's it such a, a good film. It? Yeah. It's kind. Of, it's isn't it funny? Yeah. And it's it's got lots of surprises in it, and it's got the cutesy cutesy stuff. But it's also got kind of other levels and other things going on. It's got quite dark. Is it? Yeah, oh, I like that bit then. I'd say my oh, favourite is the snowman. Olaf. Yeah, Olaf. Yeah. My little boy, who was three on Wednesday, he, uh, he is obsessed with Olaf. He thinks he's marrying. Um, he's convinced he's going to marry Anna. <laughs> Anna's. I get confused. Anna's the one that isn't. Anna's, the redhead. Anna is the the one that hasn't got the the magical powers. No, yeah. but she she knows how to live. Yeah. Elsa, do you want to build a snowman? That's, uh, what you <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Elsa, <laughs> do you want to build a snowman? Apparently, the, the teenage girl who's the middle singer in that, because yeah. you know she grows up, doesn't she, in that first yeah. sequence? Yeah. Apparently, she only got like two hundred quid for doing yeah. it. And she feels like she's been oh. ripped off. Yeah. Oh. Be, be happy. Be happy. I'd be happy with the two hundred quid. She's yeah. only sung a couple of lines. It's like Vincent Price on uh, Thriller, wasn't he? he? Got about a hundred dollars. <laughs> Did he? Yes, he didn't get anything for it at all. <laughs> um, so yeah, Olaf is Olaf is my favourite. Is, yeah, is my yeah, favourite, my boys, and he got a big favorite. Olaf balloon for his birthday, and he <laughs> loved it. He loved it. <laughs> so, uh, Mark, you, I see you're wearing a Morrissey T-shirt. It was almost topical last week. It was just we... <laughs> just, just we Morrissey. <laughs> hey, we played You're the One for Me, Fatty, this week. Did you? you? heard it, oh, yeah. I crowd-surfed. My first ever time I crowd-surfed was about... Where, did, where was that? It's a Kingsley in about yeah. six, seven years ago. I don't, I'll be honest, guys. Don't, 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 don't. No, don't. I'm going to say no, it. No, don't. Morgan, you don't know oh. who Morrissey is, do you? No. All right, he's a really old, boring singer. Oh. <laughs> I, I do not get Morrissey. How you can you some, not get it? My life was more, when I used to go, I was terrible at trying to pick people up. <laughs> oh, rubbish, hopeless. I used to go to a, a club called Trade. Yeah. It was like a knocking shop. Yeah. Where all you had to do was fall over and someone would pick you up and take you home. Yeah. Well, for, I, for, I, for tea and sandwiches. Yeah, so, you know, but not me. I go home on my own. My life was that song. Stand you know, on your own, you leave it on your own, and you go home and you cry and you want to die. That was my growing <laughs> up. Finally, someone who's singing my, my life. life. Exactly. But I've, and, I've and seen. Funny. I've seen Morrissey yes. live. Like a long time ago. I have, and he's brilliant. He, he can be disappointed. Sometimes he doesn't give you. He gives no. you what he wants to give you. He lay on the floor a lot and sweated. Well, it, but he was great anyway. Morgan, should we just go? Because the, these two old I, I mean, I love people. I love touch, you. What did he touch of you? He touched my. I, I got crowd surfed, and he and he touched my hand. I went, I love you. And he said, <laughs> <laughs> See, listen, I, I was listening to the wrong music, and I, I tried to tell the story very carefully. And uh, um, when I was growing up, I went and saw a show, and the, the fella singing "Kiss My Hand." That fella, Gary Glitter. So, <laughs> true story. True story. So, Morgan, what have you got today? You're going to go to school. You're in your school uniform. You're all yeah. set. You're all ready to go. What lessons have you got? Um, English, Aye. math. Oh, yeah, It gets better. No, well, yeah, not for, not for a long time. <laughs> uh, English is fun, I think. Yeah. You don't sound convinced. Sorry. Uh, maths, man. Seriously, do you like maths? It's OK. Got to think of it as a fun puzzle. No, the thing is, and let, let me just let you into a secret, right? You never use maths at all at any point. It's too true. Soon, too soon. You never use maths in your in your <laughs> life. It's never. We've got calculators. You got calculator. You probably got an iPad or a phone. You got a calculator <laughs> on your phone. We never use it at all. Utterly pointless. Mm. But good exercise for your brain. <laughs> and what have you got for the rest of the day, Mark? Oh, what lessons you got? Well, <laughs> I got Nav next door for some physio. Oh yeah, right. all, your, all your physio needs. He's he's very good. And I'm going to work with my brother. Mark? Actually, it's not really work. My brother does. And is he really your brother? It's so confusing. We've come full circle. We've got to enter there. Mark Morgan, it's so nice to see you. Morgan, that was brilliant. Thank you so much for singing. Really brave. Your mum's a big coward, but we still love her. Mark, (laughs) it's so nice to meet you. I really appreciate that. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25. 
25 anti-clockwise. It's very busy between junctions 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. But on the M1 southbound, it's easing off after the queues earlier between junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable. On the A421 standing way, looking at speed sensors, it's looking very slow around the Kingston roundabout through the roadworks. And the A1 southbound is very slow between the St. Neots junction and the Blackout roundabout as well. Having a look at the trains and Virgin half replacement bus between Wolverhampton and Stafford because of overhead line problems. So that could add some time to your journey if you're heading northbound using a Virgin train. And the A15 815 train from Luton to King's Cross is delayed by 20 minutes. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hang on a second. We're just, we're, we're just having some pictures taken, so entertain yourselves for 12 seconds. Vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, criticism over closures for funeral in Bedfordshire town. Police retrace last known steps of missing woman and Milton Keynes gold medalist rescues injured deer. BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Potton in Bedfordshire have criticised road and shop closures due to a traveller funeral in the town today. It's thought up to a thousand people could attend the funeral of 36-year-old Jess Smith who was shot in Cambridgeshire over the new year. Bedfordshire police say they haven't told any business or pub to shut, but have made them aware of the funeral and they've made their own decisions. Potton councillor Adam Zerny says the police must take precautions. Well, I think they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't, really. I've had a number of calls and emails from residents who are concerned about roads being closed. But I've been in touch with the police and the council. I don't see there's any reason why it shouldn't go ahead without too many issues. Police are this morning retracing the last known steps of a woman from Bedfordshire who's been missing for a week. 67-year-old Margaret Hickling was last seen last Friday morning on a bus to Bedford from her home in Kiso. More from Jane Killick. Officers will be speaking to passengers who may remember seeing her last Friday. Posters are being put up around the town and leaflets handed out. It's thought she got off the bus in St Peter Street and walked towards the High Street. Margaret's described as white, five foot tall, with dark grey hair and a slight build. She was wearing a long beige skirt under a long dark coat and was carrying a handbag. The MP for St Albans has criticised a High Court decision which means plans to build an incinerator at New Barnfield in Hatfield will have to be considered by the government again. The court has backed an appeal by waste company Veolia and Maine says it's outrageous that local planning decisions are being overturned in favour of developers. King Abdullah of Saudi Arabia has died at the age of 90, ending the reign of the world's oldest monarch. He became king in 2005 and introduced a series of tentative reforms, including greater rights for women. He'll be succeeded by his half-brother Salman, but the former Foreign Office Minister and MP for North East Bedfordshire, Alistair Burt, says it's too early to say whether the direction of the country will change. Although he was uh, elderly and ailing, he was very much in control of his country, but it has been in a state of some difficulty for some time as it coped with his long illness. So there will be a period of settling down with a new leader who, of course, is elderly himself. So it is going to be a difficult time for a period until we can be very clear on the course that uh, Saudi Arabia will set itself. 
Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford has revealed on Twitter how he carried an injured deer two miles back to his Woburn Sands home in a bid to save its life. The long jumper discovered the animal on Wednesday, but last night he tweeted of his sorrow that the animal had to be put down after suffering a broken leg. In sport, Milton Keynes Dons have signed 19-year-old Manchester City forward Devante Cole on loan. He's the son of former Manchester United and Newcastle striker Andy Cole. And Andy Murray is through to the last 16 at the Australian Open after beating Portugal's Yao Souza in straight sets, but Roger Federer is out. The weather, a cold and frosty start, then a dry day with bright or sunny spells, a maximum temperature 4 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. They have evacuated the studio. Thank you so much to Morgan. Let's be honest, she's never heard the show in her life, has she? Who cares? (laughs) My goodness, the feedback we're getting on the text is amazing. Well, we'll do some text in a second, actually. Let's go through those. But Morgan, thank you. Mark, what a pleasure to uh, meet you. That was great. And uh, it's not quite right, this open-door policy, this free-for-all Friday, whatever we're calling it. It's not quite right... But even when it's not quite right, it's flip. It's the most exciting thing I've been involved in for ages. It's wonderful. It's pa- like a- oh, hang on a second. Stop the stop everything. Stop Carl's everything. Is it breakfast? This is BBC Three Counties Radio. So, <laughs> a very, a very cocky looking dealy. <laughs> Still, look at you. Hi. Stood outside my window with a little bit of breck under your arm. <sighs> what you got there, fella? Got you a nice sausage and egg McMuffin. Hey! <laughs> there you Bless go, my brother. Thank you very much indeed. We'll Pleasure. have some of that. Are we done? Did you hear Morgan? Um, no, I didn't, but I heard, oh. I heard believe it or not. <laughs> Are you talking about your guests in the last half an hour? Yes. <laughs> okay, somebody walking down the street just said the same thing to me. Yeah, as oh, I, really? yeah, yeah seriously. So, oh. so the word on the street is, whoever this was, it was pretty special. Fantastic, Deely, I appreciate this. Yeah, we'll be speaking you. to you later on in a professional capacity. Yes, it was a very, very tough fox today. Yeah, very, what, very what tough. was it? Uh, it was um, the Prince Andrew phoning. Yeah. Celebrities or anybody When well, we say the Prince Andrew phoning, just, just hold on to your hat, boss. It's not that phoning. <laughs> Um, you're asking people <laughs> people that you've never heard speak. That was it, because I've yeah. never heard Prince Andrew. It was Brilliant. very, very tense out there, and you'll hear why a bit later. <laughs> Justin Dealey, exaggerate? Never! <laughs> Thank you, Just, I appreciate that. Right, OK, so we just did our uh, 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 open-door policy, free-for-all Friday, whatever you're going to call it. Doesn't It's not quite there, but even when it's not quite there, it's still the most exciting thing I've been involved in for years. It's great. Because like you a, never know what's going to happen. It's a guest lucky dip. Uh, We've got some... some Texas on Loads. this? Um, Tim in Bromham. Wow, Morgan is good. Yeah, wouldn't you? Uh, we've also got Mark in Bletchley. Get Morgan in with Kelly and Gareth on introducing. Yeah. Fee and Luton, beautiful singing. Hope she keeps it up. Julia from Hemel. Morgan's voice is wonderful and has brought tears to my eyes. Well done. Let's be honest, right? Some kids, they, well, they've got mums, oh, my, my, my girl can sing. My boy is a great singer. You watch, he's going to be a big star. And they are flipping awful. Yeah. And when you get an 11 year old that says, Well, I can sing, are you going to sing for us? Yeah, you think, Oh, oh. But she was brilliant. I don't like that programme, X Factor, but that is the sort of kid who would take off on that. Yeah. She was great. She and, was great. Uh, Tim in Bromham. Don't put her on X Factor, though. She's better than that. Yeah, exactly. If only there was some other vehicle yeah. or some yeah. other way of doing it. There must yeah. be. Tim in Bromham, she's giving me goosebumps. And Steve says Morgan has a fantastic voice. Loved the first song she sang in particular. Could you do us a favour? Could you make up some nice ones about Mark? Because he looks like the kind of guy that would be uh, sensitive if uh, he doesn't um, get, you know, he need, I think he needs some positive feedback. Okay. Isn't Mark nice? Love. Everyone. There we go, Mark. <laughs> we will put some of that in the pot. It's a weird podcast this week. 
We've got an interview with uh, a stoner rock musician, Howard Kalen, from the on Turtles. On the wrong day. Yeah, on the wrong day. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of uh, Morgan and Mark. We don't quite know what bit yet. And two really awkward uncomfortable interviews. Uh, actually, maybe just the one. Oh, really? Has there been a... Right. Oh, that bit's been whipped out. Deary, deary me. Some people... Well, you know, these experts, they know what they're talking about, don't they? One really, really awkward interview in there. Blimey. 08459 555. Just remind us quickly, Catherine, before I go to, to Jake Bowers, what people can call in about. Well, isn't Mar- Morgan wonderful? Seems to be the theme of the yep. last ten minutes. But also, we're talking about uh, <laughs> sticky moments. Yep. And what have you? What have you glued? Simple as, or stuck together. Someone's got told off for sticking uh, King Tut's uh, beard back onto his death mask with with superglue. Apparently that's not the uh, archaeological way to do it. Nope, nope. Uh, And uh, also, uh, wildlife you've saved, stroke, put in a shoebox and watch die. And celebrities who you've never heard speak, never heard Prince Andrew speak until last night, wasn't what I expected. Now... The Bedfordshire town of Potton is closing its library, pubs and shops today as funeral procession, a funeral procession is expected to attract travellers from across the country. It's thought up to a thousand people may want to pay their respects to 36-year-old Jess Smith, who was shot in Cambridgeshire on New Year's Day. Pubs say they were advised to get closed by the police, but the force denies this, saying it just told them what was going on. Well, Jake Bowers is a Roman Eat journalist and joins me now. Morning, Jake. Good morning. Uh, does the level of, of shutdown surprise you? Um, it doesn't surprise me, but it, it does depress me that um, police forces across the country are still doing this kind of thing. Um, where I live down in Sussex, actually, the, the police have, have learned to behave in a different way in that they kind of facilitate um, big gypsy funerals. They don't go and tell the pubs to shut. Um, they realise that it, it's a very kind of important event within the culture for for people to come from far and wide to pay their respects to somebody who's, who's died. I mean, it, it is ridiculous to... Um, close all those pubs and a library i mean because yes of course gypsies are known for their anti-social reading um so it's no it's it, it's nuts it's it, uh, you know the police should be taking a very different attitude uh, the police have also distributed letters uh, and leaflets um saying that there will be temporary road closures and um, asking people to make sure their vehicle isn't parked on the roadsides that are closed does that make sense yeah, I mean, it, it, it does. I mean, part of living in a multicultural society is accommodating the fact that different cultures um, have different events that mean a lot to them. So just as parts of London are hugely affected by things like the Notting Hill Carnival for the West Indian community, um, parts of rural England are affected by gypsy funerals, but they're, um, you know, they're, they're temporary brief affairs, um, which is about the expression of love within a community for somebody that's passed. Uh, we, we've heard some voices from some local residents who are um, a little bit peeved that uh, this is infringing on them. Uh, do you think that that, that, uh, that frustration is because it's a traveller funeral? Yes, because unfortunately still in, in our society, the, the Romani community, um, which is a recognised ethnic group, is still... Well, recognised in law is still seen by most people as a kind of a, as a kind of a, a strange fraternity of, of 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 people, so not accorded the same kind of respect and and rights that other ethnic minorities are. Um, but whereas you know we we've been here for five hundred years, we have a culture which is wonderful and and unique, and it should be it, it should be respected and accommodated just like any other minority. Um, and Jake, a thousand people expected. Uh, that, that I mean, there is a lot of people for a, for a funeral. Why so many people? 
Um, because it's a, it's a very big thing within Romani culture right the way across Europe to pay respect. Um, in Romani culture, we, we say that we, we follow people and a part of kind of gypsy funeral rites include things like staying up with the, with the body um, to, for the last 24 hours before they're, they're buried. It's not a kind of a, a drinking affair. It's a kind of a tea and sympathy affair where people come together and, um, and pay their respects. And, and, and that's, that's just a really big thing within uh, with, 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 within the culture. It, it always has been. Um, we realise that life is short and it's often painful, um, but the one thing that we can do is, is show our love and respect for people on the last day that they're here. Jake, I just, I just had this email in uh, from some listener who says, on the Sandy Facebook page last night, the Gypsy Traveller community uh, were talking about 2,000 to 2,500 people coming in. Personally, I'm avoiding the area. What's your reaction to that? Um, well, I suppose from a traffic point of view, it might be a wise thing to avoid the area, but that would be the biggest impact that there is. If you have two or three thousand people going to to a kind of a, a religious ceremony and a, an event like that, then of course there there is going to be an impact. But that it, that that is the is the only real impact that funerals have. I mean, the kind of the fear that's being spread by by the police is completely unwarranted. Like I said, funerals are a sober affair. They're not. They're not big kind of you know drinking sessions and uh, you know. They're, 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 you know, it's not. It's not like the impact of lots of kind of football hooligans coming to an area. It's people coming with love and sober respect for somebody that's died. Jake, good to talk to you, Jake Bowers, Romany journalist. We've got a statement, haven't we, from the police? We have because we put it to them that business owners were telling us that the police had informed them that they might want to consider closing their shops or take precautions. There might be a, a problem. Is the suggestion? But when we put that specific point to the police, they denied that they would have ever said this. They did give us a statement talking about the traffic. Uh, we're expecting a large gathering of mourners to pay their respects at a funeral in Potton on Friday. A procession will be heading through the town in the morning and temporary road closures will be in place while it passes through the town. We're working closely with the family and local authorities to minimise disruption to the community and advising local businesses of potential congestion during the afternoon. Uh, and then it goes through a list of streets where uh, they're asking people not to park their vehicles because the procession will go through. So that's King Square, Market Square, Sun Street, Blackbird Street, Station Road and Sandy Road. Um, and additionally, they say there'll be road closures at Hatley Road with its junctions with Gambling Gay Road and Sutton Road between approximately 12.30pm and 2.30pm. There'll also be significant congestion in the Sandy Road cemetery area between approximately 2 30 p.m. and 4 p.m. We're very thankful to local residents and businesses for their cooperation and understanding. Are there any other funerals happening? Because it's very rarely you get one funeral a day. Mm. I wonder if any other funerals are happening today at the same place and how that would uh, would possibly impact on that. 08459 455555. On FM, AM, online and digital radio. This is Ian Lee. On BBC Three Counties Radio. You got any taxes? Yeah. I'm only saying that because I know you've just taken a bite of uh, well, I burger. I thought I was safe to finish my... Um... No. Matt in Bedford, you're not alone in saying you never ever use the maths you learn in school. However, I found that I use all of it because I became a maths teacher. Oh, well, that, that, that doesn't count. That, you can't use that as a reason. You've got to learn maths because, yes, one day you too could become a maths teacher and recycle this trot. Hmm? Sorry? trot. Yep. With regards to the women-only gym, this is from David in Buckingham. Firstly, if there was a male-only gym, I'm sure p- some people would say it was sexist. But no, mainly, I think... The no, most they ju- no, they wouldn't. No, they wouldn't. No one No one would. No one would care. You do, you, uh, there are kind of male-only gyms. They're called gyms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no one would say that. It's a silly thing. You know, gyms in an afternoon, if you can get on the bench press machine, you're doing quite well, because there's usually a fella on there who's been there all day, go, oof, oof, 
and they don't care, do they? Can they you don't just care do, how just loud do that, that noise, noise again? Is. Oof. That's for all the truckers out there. <laughs> honk, honk. <laughs> uh, but mainly, says David from Buckingham, I think the most judgmental people of women are other women, so maybe it won't be as successful oh, as they hope. Oh, yeah. That's certainly not the case as far as uh, one of our texters is concerned. Caroline in Bedford just got back from that gym. I go at 6am, you need to just get there, like the girl said. It's great. Uh, Ros, stay there. I want to give you a fair crack of the whip, so I'll come to you after you had a bit of travelling news. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Milton Keynes having a look at the A421 standing way on the cameras. It's looking very busy now around the Kingston roundabout through the roadworks. The A1 southbound is also looking very slow through the roadworks between the St. Neots Junction and the Black Hat roundabouts. And in Hartford on Wades Mill Road, that's been closed because of an accident at Sacombe Road as that's affecting people travelling between Tarnwell and Hartford. Looking at the motorways on the A1M southbound, it's looking very busy around Junction 7 for Stephen and also on the M25 anti-clockwise. That's very slow between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. No major delays showing up at the moment on the departure boards. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 8.15, it's Friday. Yes, the 23rd of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Potton in Bedfordshire have criticised road and shop closures for a traveller funeral in the town today. Police are this morning retracing the last known steps of a woman from Bedfordshire who's been missing for a week. And the MP for St Albans has criticised a High Court decision to reconsider plans to build an incinerator at New Barnfield in Hatfield. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's a little bit of a mash-up there between... Uh, look at your ear. You've got uh, Martin Clune's Prince Charles. <laughs> He's wearing his headphone behind his ear. It's pushing it forward. That's true. I've got quite big ears anyway. They are apparently... Quite. Hello. Apparently your ears... Is this true? Your ears grow throughout your entire life. Yep. And that, yeah, they do. It's why you see old men, uh, the BFG, old men with massive oh, no. ears. what mine are going to be. Imagine what I'm going to be like if I live to a ripe old age. They're going to be huge. If you fell off a cliff, you'd be all right. <laughs> yes. You'd float down gently. Oh, no, dear. They're good. Uh, can you hear well? Pardon? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> I, I said it, I was hoping you'd do it. I'll set them up, you bat them back. What have you got on your show today? Uh, coming up on the big phone in this morning, we're talking about this uh, traveller situation in oh, Potton yeah. today. I'm asking, do you think it's unnecessary that shops in Potton are shutting for a traveller funeral? Residents of Potton in Bedfordshire have criticised the way police are handling a traveller funeral in the town today. As well as three and a half hours of partial road closures, leaflets have been given to tell residents not to park on six main roads, and shops including Tesco's and the local library will be closed. Bedfordshire police have told BBC Three Counties Radio they did didn't tell shops to close. They simply warned businesses the event was taking place and the shops took their own decision. Well, around a 1,000 people are expected to attend the funeral and I want to hear your thoughts on this this morning. Do you think it's unnecessary that shops in Potton are shutting for a traveller funeral? I'd love your call from 9 08459 455 555. Three counties sport. So tomorrow from two, four more live commentaries. Watford. After sticking five goals past Charlton, they've got to beat bottom club Blackpool. MK Dons. Fantastic win for the Dons last week against Sheffield United. They'll want to follow it up, though, against Barnsley. Luton. Luton come face-to-face with old manager Paul Buckle. Stevenage. Well, Stevenage are absolutely flying at the moment, although away to Shrewsbury, that is going to be tough. Live commentary on your local team with three counties sport. Morning, Roz. Oh, morning. What you got for us? 
Oh, animal story. Oh, yeah, go on. Have you killed okay. an animal? Pardon? So have, you, have you killed an animal? I have, yeah. Oh, what yeah. happened? Well, I was in the park with a dog, and he chased after a squirrel and yeah. caught it. Yeah. And he brought it back to me, but he wouldn't put it down. Oh. And it was still alive, poor oh. thing. Um, and it took me ages. I kept saying to him, drop it, drop it, and oh. he wouldn't. I managed to get him back to the car, still wouldn't put this squirrel down. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm not going to put him in the car with no. a squirrel in his mouth. So I phoned my dad, what? and he said, right, he said, get a, an old rag or something out of the car. Wrap it round the squirrel. Is your dad like Harvey Keitel or something? He knows how to dispose <laughs> of bodies. <laughs> no, he knows about animals, though. Okay. I yeah. just wanted him to uh, tell me how to get the And was the squirrel, squirrel still alive? Mouth. Yeah, it was oh, still alive. That's it's horrible. Really still. Yeah. So he told me to wrap the squirrel up so it didn't scratch or anything. So I did that and I tucked it under one arm. And he said, right, now lift up the dog's ear and blow in his ear. What? So I said, okay. <laughs> so I did it, and he dropped it. Isn't that... So you thinking, what the flipping heck's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I looked a bit daft, you know. You can imagine blowing in my dog's ear. Yeah. Well, Does that work for all animals? <laughs> but then I had this squirrel, and it was still alive, and I thought... <laughs> and I went and put it underneath a tree, and then I went back to the car, and then I thought, I can't just leave it, and went back to the squirrel, picked it up, and I got my... Um, you know, the jack out of the car. Oh, no. And I couldn't. I stood there, put this squirrel on the floor, and I thought, I can't. So I just kind of, like, wrapped it up in this rag and just held it until you it suffo- died. You suffocated it. I did. You'd rather I suffocate think. it with your own hands <laughs> than smash it with a stick. I couldn't do it because I thought, what should I miss? Oh, no. <laughs> it How long does it take or... to suffocate a squirrel in a rag? Um, <laughs> a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes! And were you, were you strangling? What were you doing? Were you strangling? I hope you're enjoying your breakfast. Were you strangling it or were you smothering no, it? Like- no, I just sort of held it really close to me. She was cuddling it hard. And I, cr- I just stood there crying. Oh. oh! And I just sobbed. And then I put it back under the tree. Well, Ros, you just made the podcast. <laughs> so, it that, was that was a dark yet tender moment. The thing is, though, if a dog uh, half kills a squirrel, that's na- that's just nature, isn't it? Yeah, but then you let uh, the dog eat it. He didn't want to eat it. I don't know what he wanted to do with it, but he wasn't going to give it to me, not willingly, anyway. Uh, do, you should have. What you of course should have done, out of respect for the squirrel, is then smothered the dog. <laughs> Held that close to your chest. I must admit, I did actually feel like doing that at one point. It, it was a bit of a strange moment. Did, did you look at your dog differently? You think you're a killer. Now. Never the same again. Yeah, Hopefully. once they once they've tasted blood, Roz, they'll be eyeing you up. Roz, that's really is the, perhaps the most horrific story I think we've ever had on this show, and we we've had some pretty horrific stories. I thought the way to um, get a dog to drop things was put your finger up its bum. Well, I'll try the ear first. If you okay. don't mind. <laughs> Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Yay, yay, yay. Morning. I always wonder, when um, I know that we've got a guest lined up, and they hear that kind oh, of it's, stuff. Oh, it's only John. Oh, it's only John. He won't mind then. Fine. The fact that fewer women than men exercise regularly has been put down to all sorts of things in the past. Down to lack of childcare, fear of lycra, and dislike of those muscular hunks that grunt at themselves in gym mirrors. Me. <laughs> what? Oh, well, Justin has been joking. Justin's been along to a gym in Hemel that um, aims to make uh, things uh, right. It's run by women, only for women, all the time, and there are more and more of these popping up. There are women-only sections in certain gyms. 
It also coincides with a, it's a little bit windy pops. It also coincides with a new campaign from Sport England called This Girl Can, with a video that's a celebration of modern women's right to sweat. Let's speak to Buckinghamshire-based sports scientist Professor John Brewer. Morning, John. Good morning, Ian. I'm traumatised after the squirrel story. I, I think we all need to go to counselling and uh, get. <laughs> yeah. That was horrific. It was. Uh, this Girl Can campaign. I saw it this morning. It's a two and a half minute video of women. Well. I say of all shapes and sizes, the, the, the majority of them are what I think most blokes would describe as quite hot. There are a couple of, of wobblier women, but it, 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 they, they look quite fit in the true sense of the word, don't they? Yeah, they do. But I think the, the main message is it's a fantastic campaign because what it's showing is that women of all shapes and sizes, from all backgrounds, all communities, all faiths, can get out there and take part in, in sport and physical activity. And I think you know there's been some controversy around the, the video itself that Sport England have... Uh, have released, but at the same time it's got people talking about it as we are at the moment and I think the big message is that there are really great environments for women to go out and exercise, enjoy themselves in the company of other women or indeed with other fellas as well and really take part in exercise and get all the benefits that we know as scientists that, that exercise can bring. So, give it, what, what are some of the main reasons then that, that women don't go to the gym? We, we've heard it mentioned they don't like being judged but that kind of put me off going to the gym for a long time because I I don't want people thinking, oh, he looks like an idiot. He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, I think that the gym is just one place that they can exercise. And I'm very much an advocate of women taking part in, in exercise, not just in the gym, but as we see even more, you know, increasingly now, women taking part in rugby, in football, uh, and great role models like Bedfordshire's Paula Radcliffe at my university at St Mary's in Twickenham. We've got Joe Pavey, who, who trains there regularly, all who are great role models to show to women that they can go to the gym or they can go out and exercise, you know, on the football pitch or wherever it might be. I think one of the things that we know from research is that women can at times feel self-conscious they can feel a little bit inhibited and at times even unsafe going out and exercising in it in an open environment and they much prefer somewhere where they can feel comfortable they can feel that they're not being overlooked they're exercising with other ladies who've got a similar goal a similar attitude to exercise uh, and indeed as i just mentioned in some communities you know that's essential that they exercise in that way anyway john so, is part of the problem that um uh, until the olympics 2012, blimey, three years ago. Until the Olympics, women's sport wasn't really taken seriously. And since then, we've kind of seen an increase in uh, the coverage of women's football, for example. Yeah, is, is that is, the, way it's been, the, the way it's been portrayed in the media? Is that part of the problem? I think London 2012 did a fantastic job in really highlighting women's sport. And, of course, we had more women's medalists from London 2012 than we did men. So I think people really woke up to the fact that our women are out there competing at the very highest level. I've mentioned Paula Radcliffe. I've mentioned Joe Pavey. Again, we've got Bedfordshire's Maggie Alfonsi, who's competing at the highest possible level for England women's rugby team. So we know that our women are the very best in the world. They act as role models. And, of course, they then get get the media attention that unfortunately in the past for women's sport has been lacking. But I think another point just to, just to highlight is that you know, if you look back even to 1984 was actually the first time that women were allowed to take part in the marathon at an Olympic Games and yet we've got Paula Radcliffe. Is that true? I'd... Yeah. Well, no reason you'd lie to me but no, that's a shock. No, so you know women weren't, it was seen as being too difficult for Yeah, them. I know, I remember that. It was going to be, it was going to be yeah. damaging for their, their gentle internal organs, wasn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. So what we've seen now is, is that if you like society and the sport embracing women and saying come on you can get out of there and you know women's pole vault was, was only in the Olympics from 2000 and yet we've got some oh, great funny. athletes taking part in that event so we know that women can do those events we, we give them 
quite rightly every opportunity to take part in a range of different sports, promote it through the work that Sport England are doing, and, and, and you know, see it as something that is normal and, and not in any way to be questioned. The gym is boring, isn't it? I've just started, I've, I've had four weeks of, of sessions with a wonderful personal trainer, a, woman called, a Hungarian woman called Edie, who is nuts, mm. and I love her, and she's, she's wonderful. But it's boring, isn't it? I think uh, the key thing is to put a bit of variety in there. And mm. if you go to the gym, go with, with a partner, go with a personal trainer, yeah. um, but make it just one part of what you do. I, mean, yeah. I, I love my running. I go out running regularly. I'm training yet again for the, the London Marathon this year. Um, and it's, it's mixing and matching. So a bit of gym work, a bit of treadmill work, go to the swimming pool and go and take part in exercise classes or just go out and enjoy the countryside because we've got some great country here in the three counties and I think it's important to, uh, to enjoy it and make that part of your exercise. John, always good to talk to you. Have a good weekend. Professor John Brewer there is a sport scientists, which is uh, always good. Uh, uh, on the subject, have we got any text on that before I move on to getting rid of dead animals? Uh, it's generally dead animals and maths they're talking about in the text. Aidan in Luton says, Ian, the best way to dispose of a dying animal is to tie a helium balloon to it, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> I, I, can I don't think it'd work for a lion. <laughs> well, you need a few. You need a few of those. But a squirrel, imagine a half-dead squirrel. I'm not dead yet! Floating by. I feel happy. <laughs> uh, do, you want to do, do you want to give us a couple of texts while I um, have a burger? Suggestion, Roz, next time, if you have the same dog, I don't know, she seemed to have gone off that dog quite quite a lot, actually, mm. after the squirrel incident. Yeah. Uh, Mark in Bedford said, Roz needed a bazooka. <laughs> because of that famous saying... It's like killing a bee with a bazooka. Isn't it, Joss? Um, and Mark in Slough had quite... How was that one? Out of all of them, because this is like the third or fourth time it's been mentioned this week. How has that one, out of all of them, become the one that people have it's latched like onto? Bee with a bazooka. Okay, thank you. I mean, I've heard of hammers and nuts, but not bees and bazookas. What? Uh, in the mid eighties. Hammers and nuts. What kind of sadist are you? Huh? Sorry. Right, let me finish this. Hang on. What is it? It's like using a something to ha- crack a nut. A sledgehammer. Hammers and nuts. <laughs> hammers and nuts. You keep your hammers away from my nuts. <laughs> In the mid-80s, yes. writes Mark on a text Mark. on 81333, by the way, if you're interested. Oh, well. you're so slick. Put 3CR on the beginning. You're so professional. Well, I try. That's what this show needs. You're ruining it. Yeah. In the mid-80s, my wife and I used to drive home separately from work. She'd normally get home about six, me at seven. One particular evening, I got home and my wife was nowhere to be seen. I called around and no one knew where she was. By 9pm, I was panicking. Been out with Rosman, smothered by a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't look ill around Ros, for heaven's sake. No, she's got a blanket. She got home at 10. She'd taken an injured rabbit to an emergency vet and stayed there while they treated it. It died. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Hartford on Wades Mill Road, that's been closed because of an accident at Saycombe Road, so that's affecting people travelling between Tomwell and Hartford. In Sunday on the A1 London Road, that's looking very busy, much busier than usual between St. Neots Road at the Akbar and New Road at Beeston. In Milton Keynes on the A421 Standing Way, it's looking quite slow around the Kingston roundabout with the roadworks. And the M1 is looking very slow as well in both directions between Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. The M25 anti-clockwise is very busy between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4. And it's been a very cold and frosty night, so expect lots of ice on the road, possibly. On the trains, there, on Virgin Trains, there is a replacement bus between Wolverhampton and Stafford because of overhead line problems, so that could cause some delays and longer journeys through there. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. People in Potton in Bedfordshire have criticised road and shop closures due to a traveller funeral in the town today. Police say they haven't told any business or pub to shut, but have made them aware of the event. Police this morning recreating the last known journey of a woman from Bedfordshire who's been missing for a week. 67-year-old Margaret Hickling was last seen last Friday morning on a bus to Bedford from her home in Kiso. And Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford has revealed on Twitter how he carried an injured deer two miles back back to his Woburn Sands home in a bid to save its life. But unfortunately, the animal had to be put down. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Andy Murray is through to the last 16 at the Australian Open after beating Portugal's Yao Souza in straight sets. Yeah, pretty good so far. I mean, uh, you know, played uh, three quite quick matches, which helped, but... Uh, you know, you expect, obviously, with, with each round, they're, they're going to get a little bit longer, a little bit tougher on the body. So if you can conserve as much energy as possible, that's, that's always good. And Murray will now face the Bulgarian, Grigor Dimitrov, who beat him at Wimbledon last summer. But Roger Federer is out after losing in four sets to the Italian Andreas Seppi. Australia are chasing 304 to beat England in their latest tri-series match in Hobart. England finished on 303 for eight from their 50 overs, with Ian Bell top scoring with 141. A short while ago, the home side was 74 without loss from 11 overs. In tomorrow's football, Watford host bottom club Blackpool in the Championship. The Hornets have injury problems, so manager Slavisa Kanovic says they must strengthen in the transfer window. It's our obligation. It's uh, bring somebody. We are now in trouble. Many players out for different reasons. One of the most important uh, months in in Championship is January. And uh, I expect we're going to make some positive step for us. Milton Keynes Dons manager Carl Robinson starts a four-game touchline ban as they host Barnsley in League One. The Dons have signed 19-year-old Manchester City forward Devante Cole on loan. He's the son of former Manchester United and Newcastle striker Andy Cole. In League Two, leaders Wickham go to Mansfield. Luton are away to former manager Paul Buckles, Cheltenham. Alex Lawless and Luke Guttridge could feature for the Hatters after injury layoffs. And Steve Ninja at Shrewsbury. Borough's David McCann. Callister could line up against his former club after completing a permanent move. And the FA Cup fourth round gets underway tonight with League Two side Cambridge at home to Manchester United. BBC Three Counties News and Sports, the next full bulletin is at nine. There's a voice that keeps on calling me Down the road is where I'll always be
Friday shows are becoming really messy. I like that. That it's a little bit. Um, it, it's, you're never quite sure, particularly with the, playing the vinyl, whether it's going to sound any good, and with the, the open door policy at half seven, whether it's people are going to turn up and they come in and it can send the show in a different direction. It's all just a little bit kind of scrappy, and I like that. I like that vibe about it. But you know, you've always got me if all else fails. Well, oh yeah, yeah. I was kind of thinking, did we get um, Morgan's number because? Yeah, she just. We'll talk about it off air, Catherine. But I think you know you, you should. We might just, have missed a trick there. I think that maybe you, you um, your days are numbered. Mine. Well, you know, you know what the BBC is about. It's all about younger women coming in, pushing the older women out to pastures. I am younger than you. Yeah, but you're still an old. I'm, uh, that's acceptable. I'll get more work the older and greyer. Oh, this is true, isn't it? Just right. Very, very true. This is the BBC. Mm. It's often criticised. I don't understand the criticism. I will get more work. Justin will get more work. Mm. The older we get. The greyer we get, he'll never go grey, it comes from a bottle. Uh, but you, Catherine, you've peaked. What are you now, 42, 43? Well, so you're kind of out of the way. It's, it's young talent like Morgan coming through because she could do what you can do and she can she's, sing. She's 12. So exactly, exactly, you, you it don't works. Know I, you don't know I can't sing. I, I do, Catherine, I do. What are you we... You only heard me singing st- Stand and Deliver. I wasn't even trying. I heard you sing Gypsies, Tramps and Thieves. Oh, no, that wasn't me, that was Cher. What are we talking about, please? Uh, dead animals yep. or animals you've tried to save. Yep. Um, and uh, we're also talking about uh, sticky situations. <laughs> We've had one man stick his leg to his trousers. Yep, yep. Um, and that's it so far. But uh, dead didn't animals re- seems to be really going. Didn't really take off. Didn't dead really animals take seems off. to be the, the order of the day. Uh, David Luton on the text. By the way, if you want to send us a text, 81333, oh, put yeah. 3CR in the beginning. Sweet. What? Yeah, good. Good. You've no, got to do the housework. I'm, 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 I'm looking at DVDs online, sorry. Uh, no, not those again. Yeah. I thought that you'd cleared those out. <laughs> Morning, guys. I passed a fox on a road which had been hit by a car and its back end and legs were totally crushed. Aye. Oh, sad. But it was still alive and trying to drag itself across the road. What did he put it out of its misery? I turned around and drove over it to put it out of its misery. (laughs) Which I did. Did I do the right thing? I felt sick and upset all day. Gutted. Dave in Luton. Yeah, you probably did the right thing. You probably did the right thing. Uh, 08459 They're not going to get uh, some wheels for a fox like they might do with the beloved family dog. No. So Exactly. Uh, Let's... um, uh, Justin, stay there, because Ben's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Ben. Good morning. What have you got for us, boss? Um, um, the, the, oh, the person who mentioned about gyms. Oh, yeah, gyms? Yeah. Yes. I, I, when I retired, which is a few years ago, Yes. I, I joined the Willen, the gym at Willen Lake in Milton Keynes. Yeah. It was called L.A. Should I call the name? Well, I, 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 I think you've probably given half of it. Are you about to say a bad, rude thing about them? No, no. Then in that case, carry on, boss. Oh, right. At the time, the local Milton Keynes Council were um, encouraging people to go and use the gym. Yep. As soon as I joined, they sold the gym. 
So instead of parking for free, yeah. I had to pay to park. What? How, mu- how, mu- how much was the parking? Uh, it was one twenty, I think it is, for two hours. And so... Don't, please don't tell me, Ben, you stopped going to the gym because you had to pay £1.20 parking. Yes, you do, if you're a pensioner and you're going <sighs> to double Ben, you can't not go to... Well, couldn't you have parked a little bit further away and jogged to the gym? You haven't... You don't know Milton Keynes, then. There's no way around here you can park. He's got a point, hasn't he, Just? Yeah. yeah. We've lost Justin, by the way, Catherine. Uh, we- ben, well, Ben, listen, I'm sorry to hear that... So did you ever get to go to the gym? Me, yes. Still go. Yeah. I sacrifice. I sacrifice my heating. I'm lying. I'm joking. Good lad. Well, Ben, thank you very much indeed. Um, oh wait, four five nine four double five five double five. He's morning, Nigel. Morning. Hello. Uh, you're right, Nigel. What you got for us? Um, yeah, talking about animals that um, you've had to put out of your misery. Um, I was about 10 or 11 years Not old. Not out of your misery, out of their misery. Well, out of their misery. Because yeah. if I was putting um, animals out of my misery, I'd, I'd be killing an animal every hour. <laughs> no, um, I was about 10 or 11. I had a scale electric. So I had a scale electric police car and we had a box of robbers set. Yeah. My, my brother and that were playing it. We also had some gerbils at the same time. Unfortunately, one of the gerbils got out oh. and was by, hit by the police car. And we had to have it put down. Well, hang on a minute. Those scale electric cars, they're not that fast. Well, they are if they hit a little gerbil, aren't they? And they are quite dangerous. I it was quite also quite obvious. I suppose it's like a bus hitting a fat man, isn't it? Uh, yeah, probably, yeah. But it was also the fact as well that it was the, um, it was the police car that actually hit him. Yeah, well, there's the... But ben, can I ask you a question and, and be honest with me? Uh, not Ben, sorry, uh, Nigel. Can I, be honest with me, OK? Did you strap the uh, creature to the track? No, 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 no. Are no, you... it was... He was running. No, they were they were running around supposedly in the gerbil ball, but he'd obviously opened the gerbil ball somehow, and oh, um, we didn't realise it. Nigel, it's it's an horrific. And, and you say you had it put down. Did you do it with a brick or did you take it to the vets? Uh, no, he put it in the oven. And, um, well, my dad put it in the oven and switched the gas on. So, so he did what? He put it in the oven, but didn't light the oven and switched the, and switched the gas on. He gassed the gerbil to death? Uh, well, it was almost dead, but we just gassed it, yeah. How long did it take to kill it um, via I the old... I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. No. You've got to remember that this was in the mid-70s, so yeah. it wasn't any, any sort of... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think I might have to go now, Ian, mightn't I? <laughs> Nigel, it's been really nice talking to you. You're a good sport. Have a good weekend, thank you. By the way, kids, don't put your pets in uh, gas ovens. <laughs> What kind of what kind of people have we got listening to this show? Just some very strange, <laughs> odd people. That, I tell you what, though, the seventies were weird. Yeah, that kind of stuff doesn't. Don't, don't mess around with gas ovens. Don't put pets yeah. in gas ovens, please, for goodness' sakes. Unless please, they are please. severely injured by uh, toys. Gosh, just yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, ah, yes, Prince Andrew. I'd never heard Prince Andrew speak until last night when he came out and said, I'm not a dodgepot. Mm. This, is, this is Prince Andrew. I just wish to uh, reiterate and to reaffirm the statements which have already been made on my behalf by Buckingham Palace. My focus is on my work. Never heard of, never heard him speak mm. before in my life, <laughs> uh, and he sounds nothing like I imagined. Well, we're asking, and you, fair play, Justin. It was your decision to run with this. Yeah, tough one. Who have you not heard speak? Your phone-ins are getting tougher 
and weirder yep. by the day. In Thank a you. second, we have a, a world exclusive. Our jingle team has been working on something very, very hard. Oh. But um, I have been taking this one to the streets. Some very strange answers coming up, yep. and it got very tense out there. Oh, Here's what happened. Brian, who's the person you never heard speak? Charlie Chaplin. Morning, madam. Celebrities you, you've never heard speak? Go away. Dave, you're a big fan of the show. I'm asking a big favour this morning. I'm a big fan of Ian Lee. He's a nutcase. What? Yeah. <laughs> he is. That's why we love working with him. <laughs> so, this morning, he's got this weird phone in uh, about people that, that you've never heard speak. What have you got for us? Uh, well, the only one I can think of is, uh, is Lachmi Mittal. Huh? Lachmi Mittal is a, is a, a steel magnet. Mm-hmm. He keeps his private jet at Luton Airport. Catherine needs to Google him, I guess. So you've seen him, but never, ever heard him. Never heard him speak. <laughs> Thank you very much. Have a good weekend. Thanks, J-Dog. See you later. Uh, Julius Caesar. I'd love to have heard him. You know, friends, Romans, countrymen. Lend me your ears. That would be great to hear that. Caesar of Rome. Never heard him. Well, Hitler. that's cheating. Only screaming on the television. Um, Prince Harry. You've never heard Prince Harry speak? Oh. Okay. I'll take it. Thank you very much. Anthony, you're wearing a Chelsea hat, you're wearing a Chelsea jacket. Straight away, you said to be Roman Abramovich. You never hear him speak. Who else? Queen, royal family, they don't really speak a lot. The Queen. Queen speaks all the time. Yeah, you never see her on, on the nose or TV or anything. I'll leave it out. Three o'clock, Christmas Day, the Queen's speech. Oh, yeah, 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 the Queen's speech. Though, but, you know, the, the only person that really speaks is Prince Charles, isn't it? He's on TV a lot, and Prince yeah. Andrew. And... The Queen speaks at yeah. least once a year. I know. Uh, Hitler's a good one, but uh, yeah, I've, I've heard Hitler. Yeah, well, his point was you only ever heard him scream. You never actually heard him. Yeah, he was very. Wasn't he? Very good. Very good. So I I, I don't want to go too much into it. I don't want to offend people. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, it's. uh, Tough phone You you decided to take it on, though. Yeah, and and to be fair, I got some answers for you, but that is the best, and it did get very tense out there. Well, it got very. uh, Go away. Yes. Go away. Yes. Go away. Steady. Go away. I'm actually on the coach now. Guys, can we have a quick woo from the BBC on the National Express coach this morning? Give us a quick woo. Go away. Now, Justin. Yes. Uh, we are looking for Carl Malcolm. Reggae legend. Reggae legend, eh, Fatty Boom Boom? Uh, calm down. Mm. We're trying to hunt him down. We've not found him on the streets of Luton. No. Nope. So you're taking it elsewhere, aren't you? Yes, uh, my usual feature is called Taking It to the Streets, uh, for those uh, who are new listeners. Uh, so next week, I'm going to be travelling. That's for those who, who yes. are new to the show. Exactly. Yeah. So, Take It to the Streets is the usual feature. Next week, in our search for Carl Malcolm, we have been looking for him now for a good two weeks or so. Yep. Uh, boss, I'm going to be going to the Caribbean to try and find Carl Malcolm. One hit wonder, reggae legend. We have a new jingle. Listen to this. Taking it to the... Bitch. It's with j <laughs> Tell me that was Beaches. <laughs> Please tell me that was Beaches. You made me like a girl. To the beach. <laughs> Taking it to the beach. Twitch J Dog. It's happening, guys. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
In Hartford on Wades Mill Road, that's closed because of an accident at Saycombe Road. So that's affecting people between Tomwell and Hartford this morning. In Sandy on the A1 London Road, that's looking very busy between St. Neots Road and New Road in Beeston. And in Milton Keynes, having a look at the speed sensors on the A421 Standing Way, there are delays in both directions around the Kingston roundabout with the roadworks. Looking at the motorways on the cameras, the M1 is, has queues in both directions at Junction 14 Milton Keynes. And the A1M southbound is looking very slow around Junction 7 for Stevenage. No reports of any major problems so far on the trains, but it's a very cold and icy morning, so expect icy roads. Samantha Brough, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. 8.46, it's Friday the 23rd of January. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. People in Potton in Bedfordshire have criticised road and shop closures for a traveller funeral in the town today. Police are this morning retracing the last known steps of a woman from Bedfordshire who's been missing for a week. And Milton Keynes Olympic champion Greg Rutherford has revealed on Twitter how he carried an injured deer two miles back to his Woburn Sands home in a bid to save its life. Unfortunately, the creature didn't survive. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, after a frosty start to the day with a bit of patchy mist and fog, we've actually got plenty of sunshine around. Uh, cloud does build later on, but it's probably not going to be until we're around sunset. Temperatures reaching 4 degrees Celsius, though, so pretty chilly still. Now, tonight, the winds pick up. We've got outbreaks of rain, and they're going to be pretty heavy at times as well. But it does all clear before daylight, and with temperatures staying above freezing, it's at least a milder night. But there will be a risk of ice tomorrow morning because of the wet weather. Um, then, though, a sunny day, looking dry still as well. A bit of a breeze but temperatures reaching 6 degrees Celsius so it's slightly higher than today and the wind dies down through the night. On Sunday we've got a decent but frosty start. A bit more in the way of cloud. A mainly dry day with that mild air but uh, we may see one or two spots of rain later on and then a cloud, sorry, a rain continuing on Monday but uh, clearing just in time to give us some late afternoon sunshine. That's your latest forecast. Every weekday from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little globules of uh, it's chocolate. What is that sticking out of that? That's the abdomen of oh. the ant. Roberto Peroni. Film critic Richard Fitzwilliams. Welcome to the programme. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, they are silly, and they do not appeal. Overweight people. I'm not even that. I like Richard Fitzwilliams. He's a great guy. He comes on here. He's my favourite, favourite go-to bloke for films. But sometimes he talks right out of his backside. The Rambo films are brilliant. I've never seen one. Uh, I mean, the first, first Blood. The, have you seen the first Blood, the first one? I've the never first seen one. any. First Blood, the first one, is flipping brilliant. Is that where he sews himself? I don't know, probably. probably so. It don't, doesn't matter. It's the, that's the one where he's, he's in a town. And I think it's Brian Dennehy is the like the sheriff of the town, and he doesn't want that boy in his town. And so he he, he tries he rests him and takes him to the city limits and says, "Get the get the hell out of here, boy." Well, you don't say that to John Rambo. His first name's John. John Rambo. Oh, that takes away from it a bit, doesn't it? It does a bit. He's furious. He goes feral in the woods and kills everybody. The first one is a masterclass. The second one, pretty good. The third one is rubbish. Oh. Four and five, I haven't seen. But for what's his name, Richard Fitzwilliams. Tempted to ban him from this show. For him to go, let's just listen to the. Hang on, let's just listen to Roberto's uh, trail again. Go away! No, no, all right, calm down. <laughs> Every weekday right. from three. Let's talk about your story. They're little yeah, globules and chocolate and abdomen. That's yep. the abdomen okay. of the ant. Here we go. Roberto Peroni. Film yep. critic Richard Fitzwilliams, welcome to the program. Richard, will you be watching Rambo 5? They are unsubtle, 
subtle, they are yeah. silly, yeah. and they do not appeal. Overweep. He says that as though it's a bad thing. They're unsubtle and silly. I'm in! That's the description. If you go, you go to a Hollywood pitch, I've got an idea for a film. Well, it's unsubtle and it's silly. Well, well buy it. Here's ten, $20 million. National Lampoon's. Case in point. Oh, There's man. nothing wrong with those films. We, we need to get Richard Fitzwilliams on the show uh, next week to tell him he's banned from the show. Maybe he just means that, you know, the later ones are rubbish because obviously the first ones, in your opinion, are good. The first one is a masterpiece. The fir- Andy. Good morning. First Blood, right, the first Rambo film. That is a masterpiece, isn't it? It's not bad for that time period, is it? I mean, it was that crazy, that crazy era. Well, you had a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger, a lot of Sylvester Stallone, a lot of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, but but I did honestly, the first one, because the first, the first Rocky film is a film of beauty and genius. I used to love those films, and believe it or not, I was a girl. Hey, did you see the thing? The the, the stairs where they did the... Yes! It's in Pittsburgh or something, where, where Rocky runs up the stairs. So some kids uh, were there, and they thought, hey, let's run up the stairs, like rocky style They ran up the stairs... Stallone was at the top of the stairs. Selfie. is the best selfie yeah. ever, and I hate that word. Anyway, Andy, go on. You've not called in about that. OK, well, well it's a quick story for you. My, um, my next-door neighbour had a very poorly badgery car, and she didn't want to tell the kids. It had a tumour on its chest, and it was getting weaker and weaker, so she thought she'd let it have its last flight. So yeah. she opened the door and let it out. And um, my wife looked out of the kitchen window and the cat had something in its mouth about a minute later. And it was the budget. <laughs> so you were letting it fly away, have its it taste freedom for however much longer it had left. Yeah. And then the cat ate it. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. My, my daughter was trying to chase the cat round the garden to get it out of its mouth, but... The cat put it out of his misery pretty quick. Andy, thank you very much indeed. I wonder if you were doing that partly to save on the vet's bills. Youch. Someone has been saving on vet's bills on the text. There's oh, yeah. more gas. Yeah. Blimey. Don't try this at home. Well... We don't need to say this, do we? Yeah. Do we? Our listeners are pretty pretty dumb. I mean, Dave from Luton, you kind of have to spell it out for him. <laughs> uh, oh, excuse me! Excuse me! Yeah, 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 yeah! Excuse me! Oi! Oi! Cuff! Excuse me! <laughs> Excuse me! This is an anonymous text. Excuse me! No, 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 no! Right, boss! Excuse me! Stop it. Stop it. That's Sorry. uncanny. Okay. Um, anonymous text. My mm. daughter's hamster was having heart attacks and screaming. Do hamsters scream? Oh, my heart! I know frogs do. Oh, frogs scream, don't they? Have you ever heard a frog scream, Ben? No. Oh, go on, go on YouTube it. It is the most disturbing thing, apart from humans screaming. Apart from that noise that uh, big to- tortoises make. Don't the hedgehogs make really weird noises um no they <laughs> no I swear hedgehogs scream moths can scream yeah moths can scream I've heard a moth scream I've it heard, is, yeah. is, it's, oh it's horrible I thought a child I, honestly I thought a child was being attacked in my house before I had children seven minutes before the end weird screams Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. so this is an anonymous text and we know why my daughter's hamster was having heart attacks and screaming I put it over an unlit gas ring and covered it with a plastic bag it died peacefully I felt terrible <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, hang on a minute. I think I know what's going to happen. Excuse me! Excuse me! Sure! Hey, right, boss! Excuse me! No, 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 no! Morning, Dave. Morning, Batter, Kef. All right, Kef? Who's he talking about? Me? I don't know. I don't understand I'll what he's saying. i tell you what. I've got to come down to Ignis Friday mm. and tell him not to come in. There you is he taking the mickey out of me again? No. Why would you think that? Yeah, he's all... 
You and I get hold of him, pal. Cav. Oh, Dave. Yeah. He loves you, really. Do you know what he's doing? He's just doing it to get your attention. Do you remember when you were at school and there was a girl you liked and you'd um, pull her pigtails or ping her bra strap? That's what he's doing to you. He's pinging your bra strap. Has he? Yeah. How does it feel? How did, how did, how did he know I've got one on? <laughs> I think it's a pretty safe guess, Dave. Oh. All right, then. Love you. Bye. I'm you, Kath. See you later. Bye. 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 You put the phone down. Hey, you, man! Stop it. <coughs> Stop it. I barely got us out of that one. Excuse me. Stop it. Calf. Go ahead. Calf. Excuse me. <laughs> Stop it. Excuse me. <laughs> Glenn's on the line. Good morning, Glenn. Morning, Ian. What you got for us, Glenn? Um, many years ago, I stuck my foot to my shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Sticky moment. How did you do that, Glenn? I was going on an exhibition and my new shoes, the sole had came off. Yeah. So I went to the engineering department. I said, do you have anything temporary? They said, we've got some industrial super glue, but Beautiful. be very careful. Yeah. So I, I pulled my foot up, took the top off, yeah. and as I started to squeeze, a little nozzle shot off and I had all the, all the super glue hey. all over my shoe, in my sock and my trousers. Oh, yeah. And, and so I lost a bit of skin. Did, was there a moment... So, was it the shoe that was stuck to your foot or your sock? Well, my shoe was stuck to my sock. Right. My sock was shoe to my foot. So, was there, a, was there a moment when you've got most of the sock off, but it's, the sock is hanging off your foot and there's a shoe attached to it, where you had to... I mean, did you do a gentle peel or did you do a yank? How did you get it off? I, it was a gentle peel and it was very, very sore. Yeah. But if you get hot soapy water and just be persistent, uh, it, it, it will come off. But the, the shoes were ruined. Yeah. Is there anything more satisfying in the world, Glenn, than allowing your toenails to grow too big and then um, pick... (laughs) No, do you know what I mean? And I was doing this last night in bed. In fact, they're still on my bedside table. And then... You're right, Kath. And then... (laughs) So you don't get clippers or scissors. You just peel them off. Oh, no. Oh, I have got the angle of the dangle perfectly. You've got to get your foot. You've got to do... Cass bite off. With the right foot, you've got to do it with the big the little toe on the top and work down. Yeah. So you're peeling that way. And then with the... And then you've got to get the angle. So the left you've foot... You've got very you've got thin, to, papery toenails. You've got to put it back there. Like, like a, a baby. Oh, I'm not like, uh, I'm not like an old man with those thick claws. I'm not like my mother with her, her, her hooks. I have a friend who bought a house and uh, went oh. into the bedroom and yeah, I've seen bit. I've seen a house. So they what? bought some pulled some furniture away and yeah. there were a load of toenail clippings yeah. back there. That was obviously their thing, their place. Well, <laughs> my stash them. my thing. While while we're discussing this, Glenn, and shame on you for lowering the tone. Uh, my Sorry. thing is is um, uh, I always uh, mean to and then forget to clean under the driver's seat in the car when <laughs> I'm when I'm taking it in as a part X. I think you know what I'm referring to, don't you, Glenn? Yes, I do, yes. Yeah, Jonathan doesn't, look. <laughs> by, by the way, Rambo 1 or, or First Blood was fantastic. Isn't it? It's a work of art, isn't it? Absolutely They got brilliant. a little... I mean, 2 was good and then they got a bit silly, but the first one is yeah. just beautiful. Yeah, brilliant. Absolutely but, brilliant. Ben, thank you very much. The first one is a study of psychology, of machismo, of loneliness, of uh, the, the suffering that uh, war veterans go through it mentally and physically and socially. Social comment. It sounds like a war and peace for our time. Yeah, in many ways it is. And um, Barb says on uh, the Texas that um, the hedgehogs do make, she can verify, hedgehogs do make a loud noise. One of my dogs used to bring them indoors and carry them about. They oh. were indeed noisy. OK, noisy hedgehogs.
Any other texts? We've got a minute to fill. Loads. Go on, give it, give it, give I don't it. know whether I want to read some of these. Oh. I mean, there's a lot of dead animals. Uh, Angie says, oh, Lord, usually I listen to the show and think, thanks for the laughs, thanks for the emotion, thanks for the education, but today it's thanks for the trauma. You've had education uh, and um, uh, emotion, though. No, yeah. la- no laughs today. I'll give you that one. Yes, well, Angie. Well, some laughs in the... Angie! Angie! She says, this morning's been horrific. Thank God yep. for Mark and Morgan. Have a good weekend, Angie. Traumatised.com. <laughs> I'm adding that bit, but that's what she is. Well done. Well, isn't the greatest bit of marketing in the 21st century? Confused.com. Isn't that brilliant marketing? Not really, because no one uses it, but everyone says it. it well, exactly. Who's talking? Who's talking? Who's talking? Who dare talk? Who's talking? Flip. Can you hear that talking? I can hear the talking. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the motorways on the cameras, there are queues uh, on the exit slip road at Junction 14 for Milton Keynes. And also on the A1M southbound, it's looking very busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage. In Hartford on Wades Mill Road, that's been closed because of an accident at Saycombe Road. That's affecting people travelling between Tomwell and Hartford. On the A1 Great North Road northbound, it's looking very slow from Tempsford to the Black Cat roundabout through the roadworks. And looking at the speed sensors in High Wycombe on the A404 Amersham Hill, that's very busy into High Wycombe. On the trains to the 904, Four service from Bedford into London has been cancelled and a 9.17 from Bedford uh, to St Pancras is delayed by 40 minutes. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Samantha. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Dealey. Ben, it's been good to have you all week, Shaggy. It's much appreciated. Kelly's next week, back next week. Thank you, Catherine. But special thanks has to today go, of course, to uh, Morgan and Mark, who came in at half past seven sat in the studio and were thoroughly entertaining. We'll do the same thing next Friday at 7.30. Podcast will be up in a few hours. It's a spiky one today. Till Monday from us, 6 o'clock, ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Friday, it's 9 o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... Do you think it's unnecessary that shops in Potton are shutting...